Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. President Biden's lawyer says the FBI is conducting a planned search of the president's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home today. The search comes after classified documents have already been found in Biden's Wilmington residence and a Washington, D.C. think tank office. Six deaths are now blamed on icy weather that's causing dangerous conditions for a third day in several southern states. Freezing rain and sleet have prompted watches and warnings stretching from Texas to West Virginia. Texas Governor Greg Abbott speaking on KVUE. Because of icing, many roads in Texas will remain very dangerous for the next 24 to 48 hours. Nearly 2,000 flights have been canceled today. The list for cancellations includes both major airports in Dallas. For the second time in two years, football's Tom Brady says he's retiring. Noting that he's not going to change his mind, the iconic quarterback posted a video on social media in which he announced his retirement. He admitted that while he said the same thing one year ago today, he insists that this time there's no going back. Brady quarterbacked his teams to an unprecedented seven Super Bowl titles. He's also the only player with five Super Bowl MVPs. That's correspondent Jeremy House. The New York Attorney General's office has released video of a deposition given by former President Trump last August in its civil fraud investigation. In the video, Trump gave his reason for not answering questions. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. Republican Congressman George Santos of New York is temporarily stepping down from his two House committees amid ongoing ethics questions, but says he has no plans to retire, resign. The Dow down 155. This is SRN News. Sleep Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Palestinian officials say two Palestinians have been killed in brand new fighting with Israeli forces. Word of the t today's deadly violence came after Secretary of State Blinken wrapped up a two-day visit to Israel and the occupied West Bank. That's where he spent much of his time trying to defuse tensions. He said he heard concerns about the violence from both Israeli and Palestinian leaders and also heard ideas on how to improve cooperation and security. Restoring calm is our immediate task, but over the longer term, we have to do more than just lower tensions. The United States is committed to working toward our enduring goal of ensuring that Palestinians and Israelis enjoy equal measures of freedom, security, opportunity, justice, and dignity. Speaking in Jerusalem, Blinken said the U.S. still has the long-term goal of working toward a two-state solution that would establish a Palestinian state alongside Israel. News and analysis at townhall.com.
Minnesota is embracing unlimited abortion. Governor Tim Walz has enshrined abortion into Minnesota statutes. He signed a bill Tuesday that's meant to ensure that the state's existing protections remain in place no matter who sits on future courts. Democratic leaders took advantage of their new control of both houses of the legislature to rush the bill through the first month of the 2023 legislative session. Pro-life activists decry the bill as extreme. They say that it and other fast-track legislation expected to get votes in the coming weeks will leave Minnesota with essentially no restrictions on abortion. Keith Peters reporting. Authorities in Western Australia have recovered a tiny but dangerous radioactive capsule that fell off a truck along a major highway last month. An official says it's like finding a needle in a haystack. The capsule emits dangerous amounts of radiation. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Good morning. Welcome to our program, WICH with Stu. Pretty nice day. Boy, we've got some uh, cold weather coming, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Start off the day with an open forum. We also will uh, talk a little bit, um, hopefully, Joe DeLucia and uh, Peter Nystrom will be giving their take on the vote today. And we've been talking about it for quite a long time, but the vote is on. You have plenty of time to get out and vote on the uh, fireman issue. Started off eight eight nine five two five two. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Doctor Stu. Hello, Mister Ben. What's up? Why do you think I'm calling you Doctor today? Uh, what am I, Doctor today? I don't know. I I don't have my degree yet. I don't know. Not only that, you're not a mind reader. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. But I was expecting a call from my doctor this morning, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a telephone appointment. Sure. And didn't hear from him, so that's the way it goes sometimes, I guess. He stood you up, your doctor, huh? Well, I don't want to get him. You know, it's just something. You know, it's unusual. Yeah, so you had a time where you were going to do one of those uh, yeah, telephone Yeah, it was this morning. It's it supposed to have been at 9, o- 9 o'clock. And here it is 10. He hasn't called you yet. Mm. As far as I know, you know, maybe I did something wrong. I had the phone with me. No, I don't think you did. Well, okay. Then um, I, should we charge Maybe char- I'll give him a call today. Should we charge him because he was late? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> well, anyway. Yes, sir. Enjoy, enjoy your uh, Wednesday. Okay, you too, and uh, hope everything's okay with you. Everything's fine. The weather's fine. Everything. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, nice talking to you. Steve. Same here. Hello. Good morning to you. You're on the air. Hey. Good morning, Stu. Good morning. Hey, I'm glad Boston Benny just called in. He had a good point. Listen, you know what? I watched. Doctor, he's got a PhD. He's out of Harvard in Mass. Where are you from? He, Henry Gates Lewis Jr. I watched. This is your roots. It's amazing. But you know, not only that he's a professor and he works for Harvard, and he's got over fifty. Like Chris Cusco, I, 
I used to can't stand Chris Christopherson until I watched a documentary about him. He was a Marine. He was American. And he had a Rose Scholar. You know, this, this Henry Louis Gates, he's got over 50. Hand me out uh, from the, all universities, Stu. The guy's just, he's brilliant. He really is. Well, good. I, I don't know much about him, but I'm glad he's brilliant. Well, I wish you would because you you do listen. I know I I know you broadcast out of uh, WICH, but I also know for a fact that you watch PBS because you related to us something I watch, and you must get every channel in the world. I only get a couple. I got Roku. I got to watch the Eagles play. Thank you for playing yesterday. I listened. You played Philadelphia Freedom by uh, Sir uh, Elton John. Thank mm-hmm. you, Stu. You're welcome, Joe. I got to go, man. I was, but you know what? I'm not going anywhere today. I already ran my errands. I'm going to sit here and listen to you all day long, bro. Okay, well, you sound better today. I'm glad you're feeling better. Well, I am. You know what I made? I made a pre pre over the weekend for the Super uh, Playoffs. I, I went. I paid $30 for a brisket. But I said, you know what? I'm worth it. I made a corned beef and cabbage stew. I've been mm-hmm. eating it for three days, and it is out of this world. Every day it, gets, it tastes better. Yeah. I got it in a nice, safe pot, and I heat up what I need, and it is badass. I love you. See you later, Joe. Corned beef and cabbage. Yes, you can eat it uh, other days besides St. Patrick's Day. It's not, the, not against the law, but, you know, okay. So... This portion of our program is an open topic. Peter Nyström will be checking in at 11. Hopefully we'll hear from Joe DeLuca as well. They have different points of view on the fireman issue. So uh, we hope that you'll uh, stay around for that. In the meantime... 889-5252 is the number. Scattered snow showers along the shoreline will give way to partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, 19. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy, highs near 40. Friday, mostly sunny, windy. Temperatures peak pre-dawn in the 30s, then drop through the 20s into the teens as the day progresses. By the evening commute, they'll go from the teens into the single digits. Wind chill values drop too. At night, it will feel more like 10 to 30 degrees below zero. Saturday, sunny, breezy, decreasing wind, very cold, 12 inland, 15 shoreline. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday. Currently, it's a balmy 26 degrees. WICH AM and FM, we'll get to some calls coming up. When your ride isn't running right, that's when you should run right to Quersh's Auto Repair. You'll get honest, upfront answers and great service because their experienced and highly trained techs know exactly what they're doing. There'll be no surprises because every customer gets a complete written estimate before the work begins, so you're never hit with an unexpected expense. From alignments to oil changes to certified emissions repairs, Corsha's can do it all with the right combination of the latest technology and good old-time service. They know your time is valuable, so they get the job done right the first time and in a timely manner manner. Do you need to service your Subaru? Take it to Corsha's. Their new Subaru specialist has over 30 years of experience. Corsha's Auto Repair, 8th and North Main in Norwich, keeping your ride running from grill to tailpipe for over 30 years. Find us online at Corsha'sAutoRepair.com. That's Q-U-E-R-C-I-A-S AutoRepair.com. 
Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Anik Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. WICH is part of the Hall Communications Radio Group. We offer a competitive salary, 401k plan, a robust medical plan, and a generous vacation schedule. You can apply on our website for positions in sales, on-air, and office jobs. And if your group or organization would like to be notified of any or all openings, call 860-887-3511 and we'll add you to the recruitment list. Hall Communications encourages all to apply and is an equal opportunity employer. 13 after 10, welcome to the program. And now we switch you live to Stu Breyer. Oh, is this for me? <laughs> hey, you're, you're your own guest on your own show. You can call call your own show. Oh, I may Probably own get guest. an echo. <laughs> Le- at least I'll know I'll show up. That's good. Yeah, That's good. yeah. How you doing, Stewie? I'm doing pretty good. I hope you are. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I got... Uh, I got mixed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joey got my cackles up. Not not because of Joey, but because of the subject he brought up the the corned beef and cabbage. Mm. I am so because last time now the store I go to, I go to the grocery store up there in Norwich Town. I went looking for corned beef and cabbage because uh, for a number of years I've done that on New Year's Day. I like just kind of my own little tradition. Plus, I love corned beef and cabbage. Hmm. As apparently Me Joey too. does, and it's I think it's reasonably healthy, and uh, no corned beef. And Cabbages, the person yes. who was helping the shop said, "Well, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not St. Patrick's Day yet." You know, it's like this is something that has been happening more and more in recent years. Now it may not be all stores, but the one I go to is, you know, it's like if it's in season, you can get it. Do you remember the days, for instance, when you could buy a turkey? any time of the year or you could get corned beef any time of the year now it has to be in the season because the stores are making more money that way mm. it's marketing yes. so because and it's not the manager of the store's fault he's being told that by corporate you know here's what you can do here's what you can't do so the supermarket can make an extra you know hundred dollars that month if they don't sell turkeys in march i'm just making up an example and this is part of where i third world country and it's not necessarily because of any political party in this case it's uh, it's because we become so subservient to corporate greed so kevin do you think uh, you mean to say if i went into a supermarket i couldn't find corned beef well obviously joey did so it must not yeah. have been at my favorite store up in norwich town okay um maybe uh, maybe big y has it i don't know maybe Shoprite has it but the store I go to doesn't. And, and I've noticed this for years. Like, if I want to buy a, a turkey in April, forget it. Or, you know, that kind of thing. There's probably other examples that aren't coming to mind. But they're so busy getting their... They had their Valentine's stuff out before Christmas, I'm pretty sure. Right around Christmas. Hmm. Um, you know, they'll, they want to take chances and make money on that. But you can't you can't get the variety of food that you used to get in, in certainly in some stores. 
Now, I don't go to every supermarket, so I don't want to speak for, you know, Big Y and some of those. Maybe they have a better meat selection year-round. But just general shopping in stores, even if it's not food, you know, it has to be the right time of year or you can't find it. And it didn't used to be as much that way. Well, all right. I hadn't thought about that, Kev, but I have a question for you. Is it less romantic to get somebody chocolates the day after Valentine's Day when they're half price? <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think? Okay. I mean, it. if 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 you are romantically involved with someone mm-hmm. and they have your best interests and your happiness at heart, yes. they should be thrilled that you save 50%. <laughs> okay. Now, I think I'm going to get some feedback on that that's not positive. Yes, I know. But, <laughs> but that's, I mean... So what? Valentine's Day can be the fifteenth instead of the fourteenth. Yeah, it can make. What about it... people who have to work on the fourteenth? You know, they don't get to celebrate it till a few days later. Yeah, maybe Cupid has a cold and he has to wait a exactly. day. Exactly, or he had he was uh, getting over COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, for so Cupid. it's possible you don't know these things. <laughs> All right, thank you very. Any, anyway, I'm jealous of Joey. I'm glad he got his corned beef and cabbage. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to find a different store to shop at. Yeah, check it out, because I feel like it now that you talked about it. All right, yummy. (laughs) See you later. Thanks, buddy. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the program. Oh, Stu. Oh, Sue. Uh, You know... What are you sighing about? Oh, I'm looking at the day paper. Oh. And I'm looking at your front page. Oh. And Mohegan's son... Well, of course, they could do what they want. I mean, they got some money. Casino bid for Manhattan. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Good for them. Why can't they pay for that 300 or more hospital acres in Preston? That the Preston people's taxes went up to, to pay to clean it. And they're going to get it for free. Now, of course... That was bad finagling and dealings on our prior, you know, administration in the town hall. I consider it their fault because that was a, um, everything went to the, on the Mohegan side, but nothing good came on the Preston side except that we got higher taxes. That's my gripe for today. If they can afford to build in foreign countries... In which they are, and in Canada, they've got two or three up there. If they can afford all this, they could give us a little, just a few million, just to maybe make our taxes go down a mill. Well, it maybe would be I can, really maybe I'll, nice. Uh, maybe I'll hear from someone from there. I, I don't know. I can't answer your question. And I do agree with what Kevin says, I, but I really think it has to do with food processors. And they they know that they will have like the corned beef in March. You know, I I think it has to do with the big food processors and everything. And um, the uh, anybody here, Kamala Harris, talking to the astronaut group, sounding like she was talking. You know, Captain Kangaroo treated the kids that were watching more adult-like than Kamala Harris treated the astronaut group. And if, and I guess they have made a complaint against her. And I think she started laughing at the end of it. What, Why did, what were they complaining what about? What a nut. 
was it complaining about him? What was she doing that was wrong to talk to them? Well, she was um, there talking to them. I had to listen to the whole thing because, you know, people out there think because we're conservative, we do not hear what all of the other ones say. Oh, yeah, we do. We get it shoved down our throat, and it makes you want to gag. And at the end of it, uh, and they filled up the thing with gallons and gallons of fuel, and then it, well, you know, launched and all this stuff, and then she started laughing. It's she was like, laughing? What was it laugh gas? This problem? I don't think she's all there. In my opinion, I don't think Kamala Harris is all there, and it's scary. It is really scary thinking she is the vice president. Well, all I got to say to the Democrats you must be proud of All right, Susan. represents you. Take care of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Well, here's a little tip for today. That I saw a whole uh, news segment. And uh, the next election running for president may very well be. May very well be. A recent first lady. Can you guess who it is? Hmm? A re- no, I'm not talking about Hillary. Mrs. Obama. There's a lot of talk that she will be, because they're trying to find somebody to run. Because even a lot of the Democrats don't want Joe to run, so uh, it could very well be Michelle Obama. Just something I'm hearing now in the wind. We'll be right back. Fox News commentary. Amazon is ending a very needed program and nonprofits are not smiling. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD announced in February it will end its Amazon Smile donation program. The program launched in 2013, contributing 0.5% of every purchase made by customers to the charity of their choosing. As of 2022, the company said it donated $449 million to various charities. Those charities and nonprofits will feel this pain because many rely on those generous donations to keep afloat and do their good works. Amazon has committed one last donation to each of the 1 million plus nonprofits that used Amazon Smile, equivalent to 25% of what that charity received from the program last year. Now, the company says it's ending this small program to focus on larger scale projects, which is great unless you're a small nonprofit like an animal rescue and depend on those smile funds. This is all just very sad. Amazon can do what it wants, but you'd think a mega corporation of its size could afford to keep such a necessary program. I'm Tommy Laren. This is a shout out to all you lonely singles ages 62 to 78. Jeffrey's Extravaganza presents Baby Boomer Speed Dating. Come for the thrill and excitement of meeting up to 16 new romantic interests face to face. Ditch those dating apps and online websites. Statistics indicate 
Three in ten encounters are a match. So what are you waiting for? Enjoy one free beverage and free hors d'oeuvres. Where, when, and how much you say? Valentine's Day, of course. February 14th, 2 p.m. Christopher's Cafe in Groton. All this for only $96. Reservations necessary. Prepayment required. Your ship is sailing. Call Jeffrey today. 860-861-1667. Let's all have a good Valentine's uh, Day and a good February. It's February 1st. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. Good morning, Stu. Good morning. Did you see the movie The Departed? I think so, a long time ago. It was Jack Nicholson plays Whitey Bulger. Oh, yes, I did see that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that yesterday. Because that's another Boston movie. I usually see Jack Nicholson uh, movies. He doesn't make any more, but I've seen a lot of his That's the movies. last one i seen him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Marty? Where is Marty? That's uh, an interesting question. Marty is uh, not with us, and uh, if you want more information about it, you can call our general manager. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You all done? It looks that way. Yep. Oh, my God. <clears throat> That's too bad. This guy was great. Oh, he's a wonderful friend and a wonderful talent. And uh, when did a woman play tonight? I thought it was a 7.30 game. If I'm wrong, somebody can yeah, they, co- correct they, me. The men won last night, and the first time this year they beat the spread. Well, I'm glad they won. They were favored uh, by 11, and they won by 17. They have, they're having a tough time, so it's yeah. nice when they can pick up a win. No more Marty, huh? Boy, that, that morning spot loses. <clears throat> O'Brien's gone. He was great. Now Marty's gone. Well, if you want to know more information, you can call our business office. All right. All right, sir. I'm I'm sad. Yep. Thank you. And so am I. Well, let's see. Uh, It's an open forum, 889-5252. Some things I wanted to tell you about in just a moment. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. And our time is 1026. Stu Breyer with you. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, do you have the number for your general manager? That would be 887-3511. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I thought maybe Marty was on vacation or something. but. Uh, I wish that were the case, but it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really uh, enjoyed his morning show, too. I thought he was one of the best, mm-hmm. you know, before you. Okay, so um, let me think. All right, you're very welcome. Um, Anything else? Or? Yeah, there was something else, but do you think I can think of it? No. Well, you can call <laughs> me back because you, know, okay, you had something so, else. Thank you. All right, Bye-bye. you're welcome. Welcome to the program. Good morning. 
Good morning to you, sir. Yes, sir, Larry. Where's Marty? Um, that's something you have to go through the uh, the office. Uh, he's not here anymore, and um, what can I say? I'm very sad about it. Wow. Yeah, I liked him. Everybody liked yeah. Marty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like all you guys. Well, thanks. We like you too, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's... Uh... Sometimes when it comes to business and money and everything else, it's not easy. No, these days are not easy. I'll tell you that much. And I've been no. in this biz a long time. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I did my duty. I voted this morning. All right. Good for you. Right at 6 o'clock. I was right there at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Peter Nystrom's checking in at 11, and then Joe DeLucia, we put in a, a call and an email to him, and we'd like to get his point of view as well, so... We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was only. A few, I don't expect too many people. To, uh, people don't want to do anything for their for their cities uh, and their towns. They think that this stuff is not important, and they're very wrong. This is uh, this this city elections are very very important. This uh, these these elections are more important actually than I I believe more important the state and the federal elections. In, in some cases, yes. Some cases, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so. Us directly. Yep. Yeah. And um, other than that, nothing else going on. My, I wish my back was straightened out. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> oh man, that's I. You you. It's amazing. Uh, it just I come up with gr- this every day of the week, and it's uh, it's uh. You never have it's a cold weather doesn't do me any, any good. Sorts. You know the heat and the humidity. Mm-hmm. I do some for some reason. I do better with the heat. Yeah, do you, do you put any? Uh, you know. Yeah, I got a heating pad. A heating pad on I, your back, and I got that. these patches. They call a lido cane. Mm-hmm. I, I put those patches on my back, and they seem to seem to help. But the heating pad does really good, though. Have you ever thought of medical marijuana? No, because my doctor's got me on some medicine now, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't want me to go on that. Okay. Just so to, I to did ask him about that. Figure out something. He said if I wasn't on this medicine that he's got me on now, he, then then it would be all right. But, all right. So. Well, I, uh, let's hope for warmer weather after this cold day coming up, and uh, maybe that'll be helpful. Yeah. So you think uh, you think Tom Brady's going to come back? He announced his retirement again. I got to be honest with you. I mean, he's a wonderful athlete, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired of uh, him retiring, yeah. coming back, and you know, okay, great, you're a great ball yeah. player, but uh, other I would like to see him leave that leave that team and come and play with the Patriots again for one more year, and then retire from there. Well, that would be kind of fun. That would be yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. That would have been that would have been fun. Well, he's 45 and. He's really uh, may have lost a little bit. I don't know. Who knows? He's in good I shape. I got a trivia question for you. Yep. <clears throat> we'll see if you get this right. I was watching uh, a channel yesterday, and they were uh, about uh, uh, Alaska. You ever watch that channel, HD uh, channel with uh, 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 log cabins in, in Alaska? HDTV. Yeah, it was really it was re- it's really cool. Ye- I mean, these houses that yeah, that no, are built. I- I've seen that. Well, anyways, network. they had this question up on the TV, and I, I couldn't believe this because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know this answer, I, and I would have got it wrong. But how, how many miles 
is Alaska from Russia? And I'm going to give you three answers, and then you can pick one of them. Is it 55 miles, 150 miles, or 500 miles? Well, 150 miles. <laughs> Wrong. 500? Wrong. You mean Putin can walk to, to Alaska from there? Alaska's only 55 miles from Russia. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Isn't that something? Ooh. And I, I did the same thing that you did. Honest to God, I thought it was 150 at first. Yeah, what's her name? The, she was running for vice president, said that she could see Russia from her house or something. You know, yeah, uh, you, you know yeah, Palin. Pa- yeah, Sarah, Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah Palin. Yeah, I remember her saying that one time. But uh, and I thought, man, I, what I is she talking about? The exact mileage, and I was kind of shocked to, uh, when they they had that on the TV and they come up with that answer. Fifty-five miles. Oh my goodness. Yeah, is that something? I got to think about that for a while. So, all right, take care. Okay, thanks, Stu. See ya. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, so Sarah. Sarah Palin was right, right? Excuse me? Sarah Palin, Sarah yeah. Palin yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah. if she could see Russia from there, but she was right how close they are. Yeah. It is very close, mm-hmm. you know. Um, another reason for us to def- to help um, the Ukraine uh, in, in there, because you could come over to our, to Alaska easily. Um, you talked about Michelle Obama being... Mm-hmm. The nominee for the Democrat Party. I hope not, because then we won't have Michelle. She'll she'll be the the face of the presidency, but it'll really be Barack Obama running it, and it's not good. Well, some people loved Barack Obama, so they may be excited, and maybe she could make him oh, vice president. No, it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny though with the border. Last night, one of I don't remember who had it, whether it was Hannity or something, um, which I watched in between the, the men's basketball. But um, they had this debate between a Democrat and, and a Republican, mm-hmm. and the Republican quoted Barack Obama saying that the border needs to be closed. You know, and he's just like, no, that was never said. And he said, this is a quote from Barack Obama. No, no, and yeah. Biden had also said the same type of thing. Back in the day. Oh, yeah, there were many. The poli- there were many uh, politicians who uh, we wanted to close up the board. Of course, now they act like they didn't. But you're right. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I voted. I voted no mm-hmm. um, because my volunteer fire department said vote no. Therefore, I did. I, you know, I want to urge the people if you're in the CCD and knowledge, you're paying for paid firemen, and. If I was in the CCD, I wouldn't want my paid firemen going out on every call to the volunteer areas um, because I live in I live where I I have the East Great Plains Fire Department. Um, I want them to go out and the other volunteers to go out. I don't need the down the um, paid fire department to come out. Um, I pay less in taxes because I don't have the paid fire department. I think, I mean, they have to go to, like, Bacchus because of the height of the building and, you know, different things. But they don't have to go out in every call. It's ridiculous. And if you live in the other, just think. You're paying extra justice for them. And then they're going to the other. And for those of us who are not in that CCD, 
if they start doing that, then we're going to wind up with taxes being raised. Um, the the other really quick thing I wanted to say now there's supposed to be transparency. That's what Joe Biden said. So they find his lawyers for some godforsaken reason look through the papers that were at the Biden Ten um, think tank and they found classified documents. They don't tell us that it was November second that the um, midterm elections with November. No, of course not. They're not going to tell you that. Even though it's true, What yes. we found out yesterday is that the FBI went to the Biden town mm-hmm. area November 9th, and they found more. Um, then, we don't, we don't hear about that till yesterday, January 31st. If they want to be transparent, then they should have told us on November 2nd that they found classified documents. They definitely should have told us that the FBI went through the Biden Penn area on November 9th. Well, obviously they, did, obviously they didn't want to be transparent and pretty much follow the you news know, like you, you do. We know that. talking about transparency, mm-hmm. there isn't any. There's no transparency. They're keeping it all secret. Um, I mean, and then they didn't go to his house until January. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? They know he has boxes of stock. Why didn't they go in November? None of, well, none of this makes any sense. They're doing Except another search today, to too. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for calling. So, yeah, bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning to you. Good morning, Stu. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. What's happening? What's happening? So we lost Marty in the morning? It appears that way, yes. Did, 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 did somebody else take his uh, slot over? Uh, not at the moment. Oh. Um, okay. Well, um, I guess Nikki Haley's going to get into the uh, run. Yeah, I hear Nikki Haley is, you know, she has her book out and she's making the rounds and um, should be interesting. Yeah, maybe she might go up against uh, Michelle, huh? Yeah, that's very possible. Very that would possible. would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I still think DeSantis is going to be uh, trying to vie for that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, well, here, here we go with our boy uh, Trump starting to bash him oh, already, yeah. you know. And, he's, uh, he's turning everybody off. Well, that kind of turns me off, too, yeah. You know, I mean, that's enough. If, if, you're gonna, if he wants to run for president, fine, so be it. But, well, why bash the guy, you know? Because he's afraid of him, so he's bashing him. He's trying to find something wrong with him. But I guess. That's typical Trump, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes it interesting. Oh, he always makes it interesting. He's yeah. good for the media, yeah. Well, I, I celebrated uh, my 67th birthday yesterday. Oh, really? Well, have a wonderful year, and uh, did you do anything special? Uh, we're going to go out for breakfast this morning. Okay. Yeah. And I had a I had a restful, peaceful day yesterday, um, but you know when when I was twenty two years old, I, I heard Larry talking about uh, his back pains and this and that. I can remember being twenty two, and the old timers would always talk about aches and pains and this mm-hmm. and that. Yep. And I'm saying to myself, what are you talking about? But being sixty seven years old now, now I know. That's true. We may feel 22, but the body doesn't. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. hey, oil, 408 a gallon now. So if you've got a 275-gallon oh. tank, you're talking over $1,000 to fill it up. That's sickening. That's so, sickening. Uh, I guess we're, we're pretty fortunate we're having the winter we're having this year. 
Yeah, otherwise it would be worse, of course. But uh, even though we have this terribly cold day coming up, uh, it's going to get warmer again right after that. So That's a good thing. That's a good All right, thing. well, you have yourself a good day. We'll talk to you again sometime. You too, and have a great birthday. Well, you have a, I have, can, uh, have a bir- good birthday all week. That, that, that's right. That's what I told my wife. All right. Celebrate it all week. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering if somebody could help me. I'm going to vote for the fire department, and I don't know what precincts I'm in. I live on the west side. Oh, God. I had the precincts down with me all week, and I don't... Uh, we're going to get that for you. Peter is uh, calling at 11.05, so if you could keep listening, he'll give the, the voting places again. I had them okay. right here in the studio, but seeing it's Election Day, I, I don't have them. But, yeah, we'll get it for you. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for voting. Thanks for taking an interest. Okay, I get a demerit for not having the uh, precincts downstairs with me. Maybe I can run upstairs and... uh, No, don't run upstairs, Stu. You're prone to falling upstairs. All right. I'm going to tell you this. Don't want to forget to tell you this. Sounds real interesting. A film documentary on the efforts of Norwich resident Tamara Lanier to recover photographs of her great-great-great-grandfather, an enslaved African named Renty, from Harvard University, will be shown... Tomorrow, February 2nd at 7 p.m. in the church parlor at Park Congregational Church. Tamara Lanier will be uh, present to answer questions and update the public on the progress of her lawsuit. And uh, she says, I am very excited to be able to show this this film as the first of a four-part series on black history in February. According to our... Guy historian, Dale Plummer, Norwich City historian. This is an important milestone in an effort to recognize and repair the damage done by institutions such as Harvard. It is significant that a Norwich resident has taken on the task, says Plummer. Renty's great-great-great-granddaughter, Tamara Lanier, says, who owns the rights to the violence of the past, is it the victim or the perpetrator? A 27-year veteran of the state of Connecticut Judicial Branch retiring in 2017 as chief probation officer, Tamara has a long and distinguished record of public service. She's been a commissioner for the City of Norwich Ethics Commission, a member of the U.S. Attorney's Working Group to monitor uh, federal and state civil rights compliance with educational institutions and engaged with Connecticut's Racial Profiling Prohibition Board, In 2015, Lanier was named Woman of the Year by the Connecticut General Assembly's Commission on Afro-American Affairs. In 2016, she received the Connecticut Commission of Human Rights and Opportunities, Leaders and Legends Award, and in 2019, an Inspirational Women's Award. Currently, she is the Vice President of the London NAACP and was recently appointed by Governor Ned Lamont to the Connecticut First Hate Crime Advisory Council. So this is really going to be a special show. Uh, Dale goes on, as city historian, I feel it's vital to give local residents the opportunity to learn about history in the making, particularly a case that involves a local person whose story has attracted national and international attention. 
This is the first in a four-part series on black history every Thursday at 7 p.m. in the church parlor at Park. The remainder of the series will focus on new research on aspects of Norwich's rich African-American history. That's something worth seeing. Very educational. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi there. Would you like to speak to me? Hey. Hey. Voice of Reason. Yes, Voice of Reason. I could hear you, but apparently you couldn't hear me, and your volume is really down low. I don't know. It must be the phone, because my register here looks like I'm talking loud, but okay. I just wanted to say, uh, sorry to hear about Marty. Uh, You are the exception to the rule. I started out in the 80s uh, with WNLC doing sports part-time and went to Citadel and uh, the others. And I can't tell you how many people over the years have uh, left the radio business, communication business, because of probably sales being down or salaries or meeting budgets. And uh, I know Andy Russell. I've known him for 35 years. He's a, he's a great guy, the station manager. But... When it comes down to finances, uh, that's what can happen. Uh, it's almost like going to college. Look to your left, look to your right, and that person may not be here in a couple of years. And I think it's the nature of the beast, uh, Stu. Yeah, these uh, these uh, situations come from another source. Andy is the guy to talk to if you want more information. And Ron Carson, uh, who was with us uh, down at uh, 980 and then 102.3, Mm-hmm. is up in New York State, and he was just let go about a week, uh, 10 days ago, and he was on Facebook, and similar to what Marty's already got on Facebook, a lot of his former listeners uh, chiming in. Uh, it's nothing to do with Marty, his professionalism, his ability to do the news, do the sports. Uh, it's just a matter of its, its budget cuts. And that morning uh, show program, uh, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, Seems to be like uh, the way out the door. I've been doing this uh, radio for many years, and Marty is definitely one of the most talented people that I ever worked with. And I'm not kidding. He could do everything. One of the first things I thought of, great guy. Uh, in fact, uh, he and I announced uh, sports at uh, East Lime High School. And, uh, you know, he's got a couple of girls in college. And his son is living in New York. Uh, he will come back and on his feet and stuff, but it's just a matter of, uh, you know, people that are listening, that have listened, uh, him doing the newscast and the morning show, and then all of a sudden he's not on, and then it's kind of not secretive, but it's not mentioned uh, what happened. He didn't do anything wrong, that's for sure. Well, I can guarantee you that. So I just thought that as someone that's been in radio, I still do uh, sports on the radio and on PA systems and uh, at the local high schools, but uh, as a friend of Marty's, I just want to make sure that uh, those listeners that don't know how to go about finding out what, if anything, happened. In mm-hmm. Marty's case, nothing happened. I'm sure it was budget cuts. Well, Voice of Reason, thank you. I'm I'm also a very good friend of Marty, so I will be certainly uh, seeing him a lot, but thank you for the call. You're welcome. Very good friend of Marty. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Is it an open issue today? <clears throat> yes, it is. Definitely open. Okay, today is the voting day for the fire issues. That's right. Now, I've spoken to both the uh, city fire department and the volunteer fire department, mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with both of them. And here's my reasoning why. 
the city says that they want to respond to the fires that the volunteers are called out to. That's one of the issues. And the volunteers say, no, we don't want you to come unless we call you. Well, in my book, that depends at whose house the fire is at. If the fire is at my house, I want all the responders to come that's possible. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Okay. The volunteers don't want the knowledge to come out there unless they call them. Now, the way it's set up now, I guess the, vol- the knowledge goes out on the calls as well, and they're already on their way. So if there's a, a fire at, at somebody's house, they're not going to be on their way until the volunteers call them, and uh, that, that could be a big issue. All right, so well, listen, I, you know, I, I'm hearing from people that are going out and voting, and I'm glad for that. Pete, uh, Pete Nystrom checking in, and then after 11 for a little bit, and then jo- I, I did put a call in and an email to uh, Joe DeLucia, and I uh, hope he calls in and gives his point of view as well. Well, the thing of it is, I mean, like, if, if, if Noah's don't respond until the volunteers call them, the volunteer truck could possibly break down en route. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all kinds of scenarios, of course. Yeah, I mean, but then knowledge is not on the way yet. All right, sir. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day, Stu. You too. Hello, WYCH, you're on. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to the program. You are willing to call and talk to me? I can do that. But you're not. Okay. Thank you for that. WYCH, hi. Hi there. Hello, Stu. How are you today? All right, sir. Thank you. Hey, I was just uh, wondering in the audience out there, has anybody noticed all the uh, construction on Route 82 in Norwich? We've got the car wash going up, lickety-split. And then the old walk-in medical clinic, that's being gutted out. Something's going in there. Mm -hmm. And then the field right next to it used to be a building, got knocked down a fire, and there's a large excavator there. I assume something's going to be dug up and put in there. So there's an awful lot of building going on on Route 82. And, uh, you know, down below there, the car wash is for sale. Uh, so maybe when we get all done building all this, then we can start on the roundabouts, huh? Well, uh, a lot of people are hoping they never get around to it, and it uh, doesn't appear like it's going to have the magnitude that uh, we were all thinking, so um, that's making a lot of people happy. Well, stop and think now. The roundabouts, it's going to happen. Uh, you can't widen Route 82 any wider. or you'll, It'll cost you an arm and a leg, to all these buildings. You can't dig a tunnel. It'll cost too much. And you can't build a bridge over Route 82, so... It's inevitable you're going to see some roundabouts. Stop and think. Common sense. Mm, okay. Somebody- no, another one. Now, there's a corny one. Okay. Uh, the car wash up there on, on the corner of Dunham Street for sale. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a wonderful place to sell marijuana? You could have a drive-through. There's two bays. You could drive in, get your stuff, and get right back out there on the road. Oh, yeah, drive-through marijuana place. Boy, that'd be, a, that'd be a first, huh? You could get it with fries. It's good. <laughs> with fries. <laughs> All right. Okay, Stu, catch you later. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Pretty soon, right? What should we call it? A drive through marijuana place. 50,000 
marijuana sold in uh, one day. There's so many names for marijuana. You know, we can call it pot. Uh, for those who may uh, feel weird from it, you can call it pot luck. We'll be right back. Listen now. Here's some important information about your Medicare coverage. If you're turning 65 or retiring from work in the next year, the team at Jane Ryan Insurance Group can guide you through the health and Medicare insurance maze. We can walk you through the Medicare process and help you pick the plan that's fitting for you and your needs. At Jane Ryan Insurance Group, because we're local, we know your doctor network, we know your plan options, and we know how to ensure your prescriptions are covered. With Jane Ryan Insurance Group, you have a local expert that you can talk to that can explain options and help you make your decision. To be honest, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you make the right Medicare decisions based on your situation and help you buy the coverage you need. Find out more at janeryaninsurance.com or talk to a local expert face-to-face. Route 85, South Main Street in Colchester. Jane Ryan Insurance Group. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. How you doing? This is Tony. Yeah, and I'm his cousin, Tony. And we're here to talk about that old stinky oil tank in your basement. Oh, yeah, that's old. And service station equipment. Oh, yeah, they're good. So here's the deal. Our other cousin, Tony, had globules coming out the thing on the floor in his basement. It was terrible. Oh, bad. Turns out that oil tank was older than grandma and a half. Must do the galaga. Exactly. Dangerous, too. Here's the thing with service station equipment. They know that oil tanks that are 20 to 25 years old should be replaced. Funny, that's what my wife says about me. So at service station equipment, they can come, take that junky tank out, and install a Roth tank that will never rust. Service station equipment. And comes with a 30-year warranty. Hey, after that, who cares, huh? Hey, good point. It's about time you said something. So if you're wondering about that oil tank, call 1-800-801-TANK. Or Google them on the Gastagudi net at ssc-inc.net. That's service station equipment right here in Uncasville. Basta la And Martin McKinney. Oh, I hear he got skinny. Basta la Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. My father had colitis for many, many years. Of course, they've made some inroads in helping people with Crohn's and colitis from when uh, my dad had it. Oh, yes. When we lived in Boston, the Boston area, we suburb of... Uh, Mattapan, Massachusetts. And he used to go to, uh, he had a pharmacist that he went downtown off of River Street. And he realized the pharmacist was shortchanging him. Believe it or not, on the pills. No, I love pharmacists. They're very dedicated, and 99% of them are terrific. But I never forgot that story. You know, he was supposed to get 100 pills and you wouldn't get that many, and I hadn't thought about that in years, so I just thought I'd bring it up. Kevin Harkin sent me this. It's an interesting story, and a, really, it's amazing how through the years we have learned so much not to be so stupid. Hundreds of years after the first person was executed in the American colonies for witchcraft, Connecticut lawmakers are considering exonerating the accused. The executions of these accused witches in Connecticut came decades before the infamous Salem witch trials. Nine women and two men executed by the colony of Connecticut for witchcraft over 15 years. More than 40 people went on trial 
on accusations they had ties to Satan. Amateur historians, researchers, and descendants of the accused witches and their accusers are now pushing Connecticut lawmakers to finally offer posthumous exonerations. Hmm. I went to Salem, which is a, you know, many people go there just to see all the, uh, the things, particularly around Halloween and the stories through the years, and I thought it was just terribly sad. Terribly sad. I mean, Salem's making a lot of money on it, but the terrible, terrible, horrific things that were done to people was... Because uh, they give all the information in the stories, and I said, man... I don't know. Let's check the weather again. Scattered snow showers along the shoreline will give way to partly to mostly sunny skies today. Temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, 19. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy, highs near 40. Friday, mostly sunny, windy. Temperatures peak pre-dawn in the 30s, then drop through the 20s into the teens as the day progresses. By the evening commute, they'll go from the teens into the single digits. Wind chill values drop too. At night, it will feel more like 10 to 30 degrees below zero. Saturday, sunny, breezy, decreasing wind, very cold, 12 inland, 15 shoreline. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday. Well, it'll be time to test the car batteries and see if they work. <laughs> 10 below zero. I probably won't be going to the beach. Hmm? Should just get a lot of attire. Make sure you put that uh, heavy hat on. Mittens couple of sweaters and a coat, if you have to go out. Otherwise, eh, you know, wait till the next day when it goes up to 40 degrees. Currently, it is uh, 29. Should get to about 35 to, to, uh, today. It's a couple of minutes before 11. Probably don't have time to uh, get another call in because I don't want to rush anybody. So call me later. Next hour, we'll have some open forum. But we're going to talk with uh, Pete Nystrom for a few minutes. Just touching about the vote today, and hopefully uh, Joe DeNoyes will uh, give us a call. Joe DeLucha. DeLucha. I'll get that right. You know about the Republican Representative George Santos in New York, alias Pinocchio, uh, told his GOP colleagues Tuesday that he is temporarily stepping down from his two congressional committees, a move that comes amid a host of ethics issues and a day after he met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Santos has faced numerous calls for his resignation, is facing multiple investigations by prosecutors over his personal and campaign finances. So that'll probably get rid of him with that. Although there's a lot of politicians that have done some shenanigans with campaign finances. And of course, lies about his resume and family background. I mean, outrageous lies. Not just lies, but... Over the top. Santos was assigned to two fairly low-profile panels, the House Committee on Small Business and the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee. Still, his arrival has left GOP leadership frequently answering questions about his congressional congressman rather than on the priorities for the coming months. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. But if you've been following some of the things that he lied about... Just didn't make any sense whatsoever. So I really think he needs help. And maybe he can get help. You know, never give up. 
In the meantime, we're going to catch up on some news. Peter Nystrom will be checking in, and Joe DeLucia hopefully will, on our program, giving their point of view on today's vote. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310, W233DB in Norwich. It's now 11. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. The classified documents investigation continues. We're learning this morning that the FBI is conducting a planned search of President Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home. The search is part of the agency's investigation into the potential mishandling of classified documents. It follows a 13-hour review of Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home on January 20th. At the time, agents located additional documents with classified markings and also took possession of some of his handwritten notes. That's correspondent Jeremy House reporting. Winter storm watches and warnings remain in effect in many parts of the south again today because of freezing rain and sleet. Forecaster Bob Orovec is at the National Weather Service. There's a lot of winter storm warnings and ice storm warnings stretching all the way from western to northern Texas and to southeastern Oklahoma central to southern Arkansas, northern Mississippi, and western Tennessee. At the moment, some of the worst uh, precipitation or the worst freezing rain has been occurring across Texas. Six deaths are blamed on the icy weather, which has also caused hundreds of flight cancellations and delays. Vice President Kamala Harris will attend today's funeral for Tyree Nichols in Memphis, Tennessee. Nichols died three weeks ago following a brutal beating by police after a traffic stop that was captured on video and later released to the public. Inflation is cooling, but analysts say the Federal Reserve is still likely to raise interest rates to their highest level in about 15 years. We'll we'll learn more in a few hours from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell when the nation's central bank makes its announcement formal here in Washington. The NFL's Tom Brady is retiring again, and this time he says it's for good. The 45-year-old Brady is the winningest QB in history. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Up to half a million workers are on strike across the United Kingdom in the biggest day of industrial action that Britain has seen in more than a decade. Thousands of schools are closing some or all of their classrooms. Train services are paralyzed and delays expected at airports as teachers, university staff, civil servants, border officials and train and bus drivers walk out of their jobs on the same day. The mass strike marks an escalation of disruptive 
action across multiple key industries. Unions are stepping up pressure on the government to demand better pay as wages fail to keep pace with soaring inflation. Charles de la Desma, London. The death toll from this week's mosque suit Western Pakistan stands at 101. Authorities say the explosion wounded 225 people, mostly police officers. News and analysis at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Okay, this half hour is going to be busy. We're expecting a call now from Pete Nystrom with some final words on today's vote. And then... uh, Joe DeLucia is going to call us this half hour and give his point of view on the vote. And, of course, uh, let's go to the lines right now. Hi, WICH. Give his point of view on the vote. Hello. Stu, it's Peter. How are you? Hi, Peter. We got, uh, let's see, 15 minutes with you. Then we'll have 15 minutes with Joe. So uh, okay. let's get right to it. First of all, um, your point of view is welcome right now. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um Today we're voting on a, a special election. It's something that's provided for in the city charter of Norwich. Um, and today I'm asking people to vote no. I'm asking them to vote no because I think it's much better to have all our fire chiefs working as a team. We actually had that already happening here in Norwich. All six chiefs put together an automatic aid policy. It went into effect November 1st. And within the next month, that policy was pushed to the side and an ordinance was written. The ordinance should have been written after the six-month trial. All six chiefs agreed to test an automatic aid policy here in Norwich. Now, I want to do a little background work. We've always had mutual aid here in the city. We have mutual aid between towns. You saw that with that horrible fire in Basler at the chicken farm. Uh, many towns responded. That's mutual aid. Um, within Norwich, we've had mutual aid as well. We've also had automatic aid. We've had automatic aid when it came to nursing homes, schools, when kids are in school and such, the hospital, at Bacchus Hospital. We have automatic aid for those. We're bringing it to a higher level. And the policy that started November 1st was a policy, again, that all six chiefs signed on to, under the leadership of the city manager. And that has now been in a testing phase for three solid months. And the data they're collecting is the information that they had hoped to gain during the six-month trial. You know, what happened was someone decided that they didn't work fast enough, they weren't satisfied with their efforts, and because they still had four votes on the city council, they rammed an ordinance through. It wasn't necessary. The timing was terrible. It ignored all the mutual agreements that all the departments had made, and they just overtook the whole process, unwilling to reach a compromised position. For me, the compromised position was delay the implementation date of the ordinance that was written in secret. Five of the six chiefs were never told it was taking place. The one chief that worked with uh, Alderman DeLucia at that time to write the language and review it happened to be the pay chief, uh, Trace Montoya. Um, people in Norwich pay 
taxes. And the taxes are too high as far as I'm concerned. You don't want to set a policy that hasn't been tested that's going to raise the cost of living here in the city of Norwich. And frankly, if you're going to have an ordinance on automatic aid, we should have as much of the information available to us. That's what the six chiefs together decided to do. The paid chief broke away from the group, didn't tell the other five that he was doing this. Again, they did it in secret. That's not transparent. You hear buzzwords like transparency all the time. Well, that's clearly not transparent because he didn't share that he was working with Alderman DeLucia to write an an ordinance to address the automatic aid. He should have done that. He violated the confidence of the other five chiefs. That's not a way to build a team. So the vote today is about stopping the ordinance at this stage. The commitment from all six chiefs, including the five volunteer chiefs, is to write an ordinance at the end of the six-month test. We're halfway through it. We're right at the middle mark. Uh, Three months have gone by. We're getting good information on what works, what doesn't work. I should also let the taxpayers know that every single property is described in something called a run card. You had a caller previously before the 11 o'clock news who started telling you that volunteer chiefs tell the paid chief not to come. That's not true at all. The dispatch center determines who goes to a fire, to a medical call, or smoke in the building. Whatever the description is, that run card for that property says which trucks are going to respond, which teams are going to respond. That's what people, I hope, will focus on. We're practicing the automatic aid right now And I know for a fact that it's the city manager's insistence that we're going to continue to test it for three more months, which is what the agreement was. And isn't it better to have everybody working together, reaching for the same goal? Why did Alderman DeLucia and now Chief Mentoya decide to stop that which was already working and divide the city again? That's what's happened here. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't something where um, it was shared with everybody. Everybody at the table is the way to build consensus and to have the best fire protection services for the city of Norwich. That's not what we have right now. This ordinance was rushed. It was premature. And it's, it's, it's not stopping the test because the chiefs have agreed to do that. You may hear Alderman DeLucia say, well, they wrote a letter saying they're going to withdraw. They did write a letter. They were surprised and disappointed in Montoya's behavior and secrecy. They wrote a letter which got the attention of the city manager. They had a meeting within 24 hours, and they all agreed to stay with the test. So you may hear something different later on, but the fact is they're all participating. And in fact, I attended a public safety meeting last month And one of our battalion chiefs, Mark Benjamin, got up and gave his report on how automatic aid was working from his perspective, as did other chiefs. He said it's a work in progress. And he pointed out how they're already making recommended changes to the policy that's in the dispatch center, which is housed at the police department under the leadership of the police chief, Pat Daly. He's pointing out what we all know is we have to build this unit called automatic aid 
so that it's the best one for the response for the people in our city's safety needs and property needs. He said again, it's a work in progress. Those words are really important. He is being very honest, and I thanked him for being honest. That's what we need, honesty right now. There was no need to rush a policy through after one month of a six-month agreed test. But my four Democrats on the council decided otherwise. They didn't see the value in, in building agreements and compromise from all of our six departments. This came out of the McGrath study. The McGrath study was ordered by the council in the beginning of COVID. I thought it was a waste of taxpayer money at that time. Stores weren't open, people couldn't go to work. I still now find value in what the study said. I don't agree with everything, but I don't get to pick and choose from the study like other people are doing. We need automatic aid in the city. The five volunteer chiefs agree that that must happen. They simply ask that they continue to be part of the process and how the ordinance will be written. That's not asking a lot. That's common sense. They're the ones that have to answer the calls and knowing and understanding how the ordinance is written is very, very important because they will know and can tell us what works best. As I said earlier, they've already recommended a number of changes to the policy that the city manager and the six chiefs put together. The ordinance sidesteps all of that, and to me, I think that was a disservice by my four Democrat colleagues on the council. And, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. There's no cost analysis on what the impact of this ordinance is going to bring. No fiscal note. I served in Hartford for 18 years. You couldn't pass a law without a fiscal note. Why it's not done here, I don't know. We get fiscal notes when it comes to budget time, when the entire city budget puts forth. We get a fiscal note explaining if we're moving funds around at the end of a fiscal year to balance the department that went over budget or went under budget. Well, when it comes to passing an ordinance has such ramifications, we didn't get any financial data. We are seeing trucks on the road more. We're seeing fuel costs going up. We're seeing, in some cases, um, the firemen stressing out a little bit more. Remember, volunteer fire departments and paid fire departments, their primary purpose is to fight structure fires, not medical calls. The way the ordinance is written now, it's demanding that everybody go to medical calls. Well, we have an ambulance company here in the city of Norwich. It's not right to have a $700,000 equipment, an engine, a fire engine, following an ambulance to a call for a medical. That's what we have here in this city. That's raising the cost of operations as well. In fact, the fire study said to stop that. Stop using to go with ambulance on medical calls but they're still doing it. And now this ordinance is pushing the volunteers to do the same thing. Remember, these volunteers work for free, and they have given this city so many, uh, made so many sacrifices for the taxpayers and everyone else. This was just the 175th anniversary of the Yannick Fire Department itself, the 105th of Tassel, uh, East Great Plains and Occam, 80 years of service. I think it's the 74th or 75th year of Laurel Hill. These people do this out of a calling. It's a mission to them. 
They need and deserve our respect. They shouldn't just be pushed to the side and say their opinions aren't valuable. The city manager said they were valuable, and that's why they came up with this six-month agreement that began on November 1st. Joe and his group on the council basically pushed all that to the side. That's not how you build consensus. That's not how you build community. That's not how you protect the city. Mayor Pete, need uh, consensus. Thank Mayor, you. Mayor Pete, before we part, could you give us the voting places today? Uh, we certainly hope a lot oh, of people turn out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, Beth Jacobs Synagogue has replaced Stanton School. That address is 400 in the London Turnpike. Anyone who's lived in North long enough to know, Beth Jacob is right next door to Stanton School. But the mm-hmm. schools weren't available to us. Yep. Uh, a HEPA community room um, over on Hamilton Avenue is the polling place for Precinct 6. Um, We've replaced Samuel Huntington School because, again, the schools weren't available. And today, people are voting at uh, Meeting House Rock Church, 81 East Town Street. 81 East that's Town. That's right at the Norwich Town Green. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that an easy one. replaced the Samuel Huntington. Yep. Um, the Senior Center remains the voting precinct that we've had. Uh, up on Mahan Drive. Mm-hmm. People in Taffville and other areas, uh, they continue to vote there. That did not have a change. Uh, also, we have uh, Precinct 5, which is St. Mark's Lutheran Church at 248 Broadway. That is still the same voting poll that it has been. Uh, Precinct 2 is the Rose City Senior Center. Again, Mahan Drive. And Precinct 1 is now the Norwich Worship Center at 165 Lawler Lane. Uh, that replaces the Moriarty School. So I'd like to say them in order one more time. Um, Precinct 1 today is 165 Lawler Lane. That's the Norwich Worship Center. Precinct 2 is the Rose City Senior Center, 8 Mahan Drive. Precinct 3 is the Norwich Congregational Church. I refer to it as the Meeting House Rock Church. Um, that's 81 East Town Street. It's the small church hall next to the church. Precinct 4 is Beth Jacob Synagogue, 400 New London Turnpike. Precinct 5 is St. Mark's Lutheran Church, 248 Broadway. And Precinct 6 is the Ahepa Community Room at 370 Hamilton Avenue. Mayor Pete. Those uh, are our six polls. And good to talk to you. And, uh... We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Stu, thank you. You're very welcome. Now we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to talk with Joe DeLucia, who has a different point of view, in uh, just a moment or two after we take this break. On Saturday, February 4th at 2 p.m., showing Connecticut's 8th State Poet Laureate Antoinette Brimbell at the Lagura Center for an afternoon of poetry and a deeper look at the spoken word. Called a fierce poet at the peak of her powers, Antoinette will present her poems, reflect on the power of words for social change, and the importance of spoken word in the community. This free lecture is open to all, is co-hosted with the James Merrill House, and sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities.
Hi, this is Mayor Pete Nystrom asking you to vote on Wednesday, February 1st to restore common sense to the fire service as only trained professionals should write policy to improve fire services. We began testing an automatic aid policy on November 1st of 2022. Then, on December 5th, Ordinance 8-17 was adopted with input from only one chief. Our volunteer fire chiefs were not included. Please join those who signed the petition and oppose Ordinance 8-17. Please vote no on February 1st. Our polling places are Precinct 1, the Norwich Worship Center, 165 Lawler Lane. Precinct 2 is the Rose City Senior Center. Precinct 3 is now the Congregational Church, 81 East Town Street. Precinct 4 is now Beth Jacob Synagogue, 400 New London Turnpike. Precinct 5 is St. Mark's Church. And Precinct 6 is the Ahepa Community Room, 370 Hamilton Avenue. Thank you. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. It's February, but at Falvey's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, it's better known as Falvey as we celebrate all month long with the President's Day sales event. Are you looking for a reliable vehicle to handle New England's unpredictable winter weather? A vehicle you can drive with confidence. Falvey's has a great selection of new and certified pre-owned 4x4 vehicles with more arriving daily. These vehicles are moving quickly, so come on down to Falvey's Motors, located at 395 West Thames Street, Norwich, right down the road from Mohegan Sun. Or visit us online 24-7 at falvies.com. We provide the best possible deal in a stress-free car buying atmosphere. Not seeing what you're looking for? Unhappy with new car prices? With Falvies, you can place a custom order to meet your needs at factory invoice prices for the entire month of February, and you'll also get applicable rebates. Hi, I'm TJ Falvey. Just a suggestion, before you buy, check with us. I'm sure we can save you money. Falvies, you're gonna love it. Welcome to the program, Alderman Joe DeLucia. Hi, Joe. Hi, everyone. Hi, Stu. Well. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine now. I had a little trouble before there, but we're we're, we're nice and clear. And uh, I'd like to get your point of view on today's votes and why you feel people should vote yes. Uh, Give us some background on your thoughts on this. Okay, so, you know, we know that... um, that this ordinance and a number of actions that the city council has taken uh, is a result of the fire study that we had done back in 2020. Uh, we got a number of uh, recommendations. Some um, were, I would say, more urgent than others. Uh, ordinance uh, 8-17, the ordinance that's up for uh, the vote today, is, uh, is one of those urgent recommendations uh, from the study. And essentially it sets an expectation that the fire service will uh, have protocols in place for automatic aid for specific emergencies uh, in the city. So specific emergencies. uh, Yes. Before they, just so the the listeners understand, before everybody would get involved, but these would have to be specific emergencies. Yes, the, the study recommended that the paid department respond to all emergency calls in the town district and the volunteer district. Mm-hmm. We had consensus very early on between myself, the city manager, uh, the, the six fire chiefs, um, the members of the public safety committee. We all agreed that that was an unsustainable um, protocol to, to enact, or to roll the paid department into the town for every single call was just not something we could do 
with the current staffing and the current budget for the fire service. So the, you know, the next thing, the next iteration was really to find the things that are most urgent, the calls that are most urgent, and um, set, again, an expectation for what we would do in specific uh, emergencies. And I can break them down real quickly for listeners if you would like. Yes, please. So with the prevailing theme of of the study being to do what is best for the individual needing help, what this ordinance does is, again, sets an expectation for really three things. First is that if the emergency is a structure fire, then we're going to send a combined response, and what I mean by combined response, a paid and volunteer response automatically. Now, how they do that is up to the fire chiefs, and that's where their policy that they wrote comes into play. You know, they're the boots on the ground, so they're going to figure out how we're going to do that. The ordinance merely sets the expectation that that automatic aid is going to happen. The, the second instance um, or emergency is if a volunteer department doesn't respond to an emergency call for staffing reasons, which does happen occasionally, and is, is the nature of the volunteer service. So nobody's picking on the volunteers when the, about that happening. We just know that that's the nature of the volunteer service. But somebody has to respond. So if a volunteer department can't get out of the, out of the barn, let's say within five minutes, then we're gonna send the closest paid department because somebody needs to respond to that call. And then in the third case, what the ordinance says is if the emergency is at, uh, and it says city owned, okay? And I know that that seems broad to a lot of people and, and people said, well, what about parks? What about the golf course? Well, I'm thinking, what about, the, what about schools? What about critical infrastructure that belongs to the utility or that belongs to the city? Those are the things that I'm worried about. And in the case where an emergency happens uh, at a school or some critical infrastructure, then again, we're back to sending the combined response of the paid and the volunteers, regardless of where the emergency is taking place. Now, in the case of the schools, I mean, we're about to spend $185 million of the public's money. It needs to be protected 24-7, 365. And prior to automatic aid, that was not the the case. We did not send a combined response uh, day or night to our, our school. And that, I felt, needed to change. So those two, those last two uh, issues were really what's in the ordinance that was not in the automatic aid policy that the fire chiefs developed. So the work that they did is included there, but we added two other things that were, again, identified by the public safety complex and were also referred to in the study. That's it. That is the entire study. So if, you, if the question is, what, what is this ordinance all about? Well, those three things are what this ordinance is talking about and setting that expectation. The reason why I believe it needs to be an ordinance that my, and my caucus believes that it needs to be an ordinance is that 
this level of public safety cannot be done by a handshake agreement. This needs to be a matter of city law so that everyone understands the expectation and then they are working towards meeting or exceeding that expectation. It is really just as simple as that. Joe, what happens after the vote today, uh, whether they vote yes or no, um, it still continues on, or how how will that work? If if the the yes votes prevail, then the ordinance is adopted as written, and um, we continue to move forward. One important little footnote to that is the ordinance, although it is a matter of city law, it, it is not carved in stone. There is language in the ordinance that gives the city manager and the chiefs the latitude to adjust the way these responses happen as the experiences teaches teaches us some lessons. So, you know, it is it, we're we're not talking about stamping something in concrete and saying this is the way it has to be. There there is built-in flexibility. And it is written right in the language, and for anybody that reads the ordinance, they would see it for themselves. Um, so that's, that will, that's what would happen if the yeses prevailed today. If the noes prevailed today, then essentially the, the ordinance is nullified, and all we will have left is that with what everyone's been terming the policy that the chiefs wrote that merely deals with structure fires only, Okay, and that will be the policy moving forward. However, the concern that I have for that is that as political fortunes, you know, ebb and flow, the the nature of that automatic aid ordinance could fall victim to politics. And instead of being a, a codified policy of the city of Norwich. All right. I think the folks, um, we talked with Peter earlier, and uh, it's good to talk to you too, Joe, and uh, hope they go out. It's nice when we hear a good turnout when any any kind of vote locally, so we hope there's a good turnout for it. It should be interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if I could, because I obviously I, I do listen to your podcast, uh, and, I, and I do listen to the community as much as people may not think so and uh, I do read the posts on Facebook and I, and I would just like to add one thing for the listeners out there that that are a little concerned about you know where I'm coming from on this I'm going to tell you and everybody should know and the people who do know me well enough know that what I'm about to say is the truth you know the protection of the citizens and their property is my only concern in this it's my only dog in this fight I, there, there is nothing else more uh, more important to me than to know that we're doing everything that we can to best protect the the city and and their residents and their and their property. Um, there, beyond that, there I don't have any personal uh, motivations. I think that we have an exemplary fire service. Uh, the the hybrid nature of our fire service uh, serves us extremely well. But I'm also of the belief that every system can always work toward continuous improvement. And I believe that this ordinance is a step in that continuous improvement. Alderman, good to talk to you. Have a great day, and we'll see what develops. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me on, Stu. It was great to talk with you. All right. Same here. Thanks, Joe.
Stu Breyer with your WICH. We're going to take a break, and you and I can discuss more on that. I'm going to stay neutral, and you folks make your decision how you would like to go. But please vote. I mean, it's a beautiful day to get out and vote and get involved with your town politics. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Have you ever been dehydrated? I'll be back in a split second with some advice on this subject. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Water is essential for nearly every bodily function, including the regulation of core body temperature. As you might suspect, the incidence of dehydration is more frequent during the summer months. Watch for the following symptoms. Severe thirst, dark urine, decreased urine production, fatigue or weakness, dry skin and lips, decreased sweating, nausea, faintness or loss of appetite, confusion or dizziness, and headache, body aches, and muscle cramps. You can prevent these symptoms by drinking plenty of fluids, even before you feel thirsty. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. On our program today, we're going to be giving away tickets to the Guard Movie Theater. We have their, they're playing all the top movies, and you'll have a chance to win a pair of tickets on our program coming up. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Stu, I tried to call you three times while Joe was talking. I had a question for him. Well, we were just having them make their statements today, Peter and uh, Joe. I know, but I had a question for him. I understand. He made reference to an astronomical number, which was $185 million. I have no idea what he, what he was referencing. Is that the cost of implementing what he wants? I, no, I don't. Uh, I I don't remember him saying that. To be honest with he you, he did. I was. I've been sitting in my car. N- nothing is going to. Uh, nothing is going to cost one hundred eighty-five million dollars. Okay. Um. Well, I haven't voted yet. I'm on my way to do that now. Good. Um. I read the report that he's referring to that was done in 2021. Um. And I requested it under the Freedom of Information Act. And Saturday, when I went online to compare other cities to Norwich and their fire systems um, with the same population, give or take 5,000 people, three to 5,000 people, I stumbled across other consulting reports that were a lot more comprehensive than the one we did, we had done in 2021. All of them have elements you don't need, but it's missing things, and it's definitely too preliminary to just make an assumption that we can cough up this kind of money and and uh, and just do it because 
it would, you know, he's saying, I think he's saying it would be a more efficient thing to do, but I disagree, and I think it's too preliminary to make that kind of decision. Now, what Pete just um, explained to me is, because I'm an artist, he explained to me about the charters and the petitions and the referendum, how that comes about. Um, so I'm looking to modify that because I don't think that this has been done comprehensively. We're not, we're not a town of 4,000 people. We have a lot more people than that. And I would like to talk more about the dynamics of what was included in the other consulting report that I found online that are not, were not included in the McGrath report. Um, I don't think the city taxpayer should have to come up with more money right now. Our fire representatives and officials do a good job. Um, and I have, to, I have to look a little bit closer at the McGrath mm -hmm. report. Well, I'm glad I you're going out voting. I do agree that we need a fire commissioner. That was in mm -hmm. the report. And I do agree on fixing the asbestos ceiling. But there's a lot of things that were left out of that report for the city of our size. All right. Thank you very much for your input. Yeah. Bye-bye. It's good to hear she's going to go and vote. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi, Larry. So, first of all, I'm, I'm against studies. Okay? These studies cost a lot of money, and they're useless, in my opinion. And this is why our taxes are so high in knowledge, because everything we do in this town, we have to have a study done. Okay? You don't need a study with five volunteer fire departments that are paid. Second thing, we don't need an ordinance to try to dictate on laws uh, on how a fire department is going to be run. That's number two. Um, every fire and every incident that you go to is going to be different. So you're not going to follow the ordinance to a T in the first place. Number three, you never asked them why we're here today. Why are we voting today? Peter went and told you, and you didn't come out and do a follow-up question, which was not even brought up to I was, uh, today. Today, Larry, I was just going to have both of them just give their point of view. I was not going to have, I had a lot of questions well, in my head. But why I, are we here today? The reason why we're here, which Peter told you, is because on November, there was an agreement between the city council, the five volunteer fire chiefs, and the paid volunteer fire chief, which was going to go for six months. What happened after the agreement was done? Mr. DeLucia went behind closed doors with the city manager and the fire chief, the paid fire chief, and put some extra things in the ordinance or deleted them or whatever he did and left the five volunteer chiefs out of the, uh, out of the, uh, the discussion. This is why we're here today. You never even brought that up to him. You just let him spiel off on... Uh, well, uh, I, uh, about the ordinance. That's what I wanted to do today because we talked about it uh, at length before this, and um, so I wanted them both, Peter well, and it doesn't really give Joe. the voters like this woman that's going to vote now. Doesn't really give her a clear picture mm -hmm. if we don't get the truth out and and why why did he do what he did when there was already an agreement between everybody, everybody. There was an agreement made on November first, which was going to last six months, and then could have been altered at that time. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. 
Hi there. Whoops. Beep, 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 beep. That'll give me a chance to take a little break. Sunny day. Enjoy it. Temperature should get into, well, maybe the upper 30s eventually. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. I love that song, Summer Place. And good morning to you. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Susan. Well, I don't have anything in the game on You're this. You're not in the game, thing, okay. But I wanted to tell everybody, in the paper on A2 on the day, Biden is going to end his COVID-19 emergency yeah, on in May, May 11th. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can do that. You never know how it's going to be then, but who knows. Well, he, he is, and Pfizer outlook disappoints. No, it's all about um, investment in billions. You know what I had heard last night? Bill Gates had t- taken stocks out and all this MR, whatever, vaccine and everything, and then quickly dumped it. But he made money, you know, because if you read the Pfizer uh, 2023 outlook and what happened before that, how they made billions. Okay, they made $100 billion last year on all the vaccines but now it's going down COVID business drops off. That's really kind of weird to call it COVID business drops off and I'll tell you what else is affecting because in the USA today I get in the afternoon but Walmart is cutting their pharmacy hours starting in March from, and I believe it's nationwide, 4,000 in some stores. The pharmacies, I think they're open until 9. They're going to go to 7. CVS is also going to cut their pharmacy hours, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all kinds of little... Um, well, that's, you know, people have to adjust, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and from what I have been hearing... The uh, new symptoms from COVID are to do with headaches and stomach stuff. So if you get that, you might want to tell. Right, it affects everybody differently. I got to go, Sue. Thank you. Got to run. W-I-C-H-I. Good morning. Hey, Stu, real quick. Marsha called in. Can you play uh, I Just Called to Say I Love You from Stevie Wonder, please, for Marsha. I love you. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, it's Joey, Joey, Joey. Well, it's 11.42, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. Any afterthoughts of the two guests that we had? Joe DeLucia, Alderman, and Mayor Peter Nystrom, different points of view on what you're voting for today. Partly to mostly sunny in 37. Tonight, clear and cold, 19. Thursday, sunny, breezy, about 40. And mostly sunny, windy, and temperatures in the 30s on Friday. Then they drop to the 20s into the teens. By evening, they'll go from the teens into the single digits. At night, it will feel more like 10 to 30 degrees below zero. Saturday, high 15, and then Sunday, high about 40 degrees. So a lot of flip-flops with the weather. You'll have to wear warm shoes and not flip-flops. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Stacy Gould calling. Hi, Stacy. How are you? We're doing pretty well. Hope you are. 
I am. Thank you. Uh, I just want to make a clarification on the automatic aid policy that is presently in place. Mm-hmm. Um, because I heard Alderman Delucia speaking about it, and there are more things on the auto aid policy that's in place right now than he spoke about. Because he mentioned that it's only for structure fires, and that is not 100% accurate. So anyone who calls in who reports smoke in a building will get automatic aid. Naturally, structure fires will get automatic aid. Mm -hmm. Vehicle fires that have an exposure next to a structure. So if you have a vehicle fire in your driveway and it's close to your garage, that will get automatic aid. And as far as the schools are concerned, it has always been the policy of the city of Norwich that when school is when the school buildings are occupied that the city the central fire department and the closest volunteer department will respond to any emergency when when people are in the building at a school and that will never change all right stacy i'm glad that uh, you gave us some input today so i just wanted to make sure and oh and also if the automatic aid is also for report of food burning on a stove. Which is a common fire, that's for sure. Which is very common. A lot of mm-hmm. people have, you know, put something, mm-hmm. boil water, and they've forgotten, or they put something in a pan, and they've forgotten about it. And I can relate to that one. I've done it a couple of times myself. Mm-hmm. But those are the uh, responses for automatic aid in this policy. And I hope people will get out and vote today. I hope so. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. See you later. Hello, welcome to the program. In my opinion, I think Delusia should resign. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Opinions, all opinions are welcome on this program. 889-5252 is the number. 860, of course, we have to put the 860 in. If you're listening in uh, Syracuse, don't forget one eight six zero. Time for another call or two, if you like. As we get closer to the news, it's oh, it's only quarter to twelve. We can get a bunch of calls in if you like. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is underway at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick, and more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only sixty-five dollars. Go to GuardArts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the Secor Auto Group, Hall Communications, and. Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series going on now at the Guard in New London. Going to be giving away a couple of tickets to that, uh, your choice of one of those great movies coming up very soon on our program. 14 minutes till noon, WICH AM and FM. Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Anik Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. WICHAM and FM, absolutely your number one local connection. 
Let's uh, get back to our tele... Whoops. Somebody slipped out there. We have an open line if you want to call in at 889-5252. After the news at noon, of course, lots of uh, fun with the lunchtime oldies. W-I-C-H, hi. Hi. Can I change the to- topic? Anything you want. Go right ahead. Okay. Bill Kenny wrote um, an op-ed today about the USS Dorchester, mm-hmm. which was hit hit on February 3rd, 1943. It had 904 troops on it, and 230 survived. So they lost, you know, nearly 700 um, of our of our best. And Taufville, and I don't know where, because I don't remember what it, what it said about where. They're going to honor the four chaplains that were on the on the um, boat. One, you know, one was um, from different religions. Um, and they're going to have those four religions and chaplains at this um, ceremony in Tassel on February 3rd. So um, it, it'd be nice to honor those. I mean, the chaplains got as many people as they could into the lifeboats before, before the um, ship sank. So um, I think that's an important thing, too. Well, I'm glad you brought follow. it up. Thank you. Okay. Bye. WICH, welcome. Thank you. To the program. Hello? Hello, Stu. Yes, sir, Boston Benny. Thank you for bringing on the city councilor and the mayor. Yep. We want to get all sides. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to respond to what Larry said about the studies being held. It made me think that, you know, the residents in Norwich should have a space, a, a, a space for the community to discuss issues like the one Larry was talking about, if we got to, so we can better understand what the studies mean and if some are unnecessary or necessary. Well, it's nice to have clarity when you want to go to vote. You know exactly yeah. where, the where you want to do. We, mm-hmm. we need a space that the residents would respond to, to coming together to talk about issues before they become, you know, urgent. Well, you can go to town meetings, of course, but you're talking about something. Town meetings lo- that works, mm-hmm. something to that effect. The other thing is, I had the appointment with my doctor this morning. I had the wrong time, so. Oh, you had the wrong time. Yeah, I, I thought I. That's the way it goes sometimes. Of course. We're human. At least I, I heard from them later on. Yeah, we're human. So everything's okay, all right? So you, yeah, okay. Take it easy, Phil. Yeah, you too. We make mistakes. Some people are so hard on themselves when they... What did I do that? You know, hey, we're human. If you don't do it intentionally, we do make mistakes. Sometimes I leave my lunch at home. And that's a big mistake, because I get very hungry. Welcome to the program. Hi, I'm calling about the vote that's going to happen today. Yes, sir. Just wanted to let you know I'm both. Okay, I had to put the blink on that, because I don't want any name calling. It is uh, 9 before noon. W-I-C-H. 30 degrees with Stu. 
no matter which way you vote, we can still be friends. Right? W-I-C-H, hi. Hi, can you do a swap? Yeah, go ahead, sure, do a swap. Well, yeah. uh, I'm looking for uh, Beatles records, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, Wedding Album, anything anybody has, and uh, Bruce Springsteen tickets for the Mohegan Sun. My number's 860-887-0813. on the... Uh, Yoko Ono Wedding Album. Is that the one you were looking for? Yeah, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, Yoko ono, Yoko yeah. ono Wedding Album. Yeah, it's an interesting... It's an oldie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember that one. All right, yeah. thank you. Uh, good luck. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. I have an album by Yoko Ono, and she's she's screaming in the album. I, I But maybe I'm missing something there. I don't know. So let's play a friendly song to get you towards the... Uh, Noon hour. And I can still take another call or two if you want to get one in after this. All right? And I never thought I'd feel this way. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad I got the chance to say. That I do believe I love you And if I should ever go away Well then close your eyes and try Feel the way we do today And then if you can remember Keep smiling, keep shining Knowing you can always count on me For sure That's what friends are for For good times and bad times I'll be on your side forevermore That's what friends are for Oh, 
That's what friends are for. Friends stick together even if they have different political points of view. They should stick together. You want to lose any friends because of that stuff. 30 degrees right now. We'll get to our lunchtime oldies coming up. And I want to give away a pair of tickets to the Guard Arts Center. If you're calling number three at 889-5252, you have a choice of many of the best movies. The best movies, uh, many of them are nominated for Academy Awards. So we'll take the third caller at 889-5252 and we'll mail you a couple of tickets. How's that? 889-5252 for a couple of tickets to the Guard Arts Center. They have their big top movie week. It's amazing the shows they've got there and you'll have a chance to see some with a free ticket. A couple for you. Dennis from Taffville is our winner. Pair of tickets to the Guard Arts Center, their big movie month. For oh, ICHAM 1310 94.5 FM W233DB in Norwich. It's now noon. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The FBI is conducting a planned search for President Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware home. Meanwhile, Senator Tom Cotton says it's still unclear whether subpoenas had to be issued leading to the various searches. The White House 
has been refusing to answer any questions, just like they refuse to let Congress see these documents so we can make an informed judgment about what, if any, damage to national security might have occurred. It'd be very nice if someone would simply ask the president or ask his mouthpieces, uh, have you received a subpoena for any of these matters? Uh, that's a simple yes or no question that would not interfere with any investigation. Senator Cotton was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Flights are being canceled nationwide, and slick roads have become deadly as forecasters say the winter weather that's affected several states will continue at least throughout the day. Forecaster Bob Orovec of the National Weather Service says another batch of freezing rain and sleet is moving across Texas. It's not going to be spreading eastward through the day, so it looks like for the next 24 hours, anywhere from Texas northeastward into parts of Oklahoma, Arkansas, western Tennessee, and northern Mississippi are going to have some really bad weather. Winter warnings and watches have stretched from the western heel of Texas all the way to West Virginia. Oravec says Texas is getting the worst of it, and Governor Greg Abbott is urging people to stay off the roads. I'm Donna Water. Some big news today from the NFL's most successful ever quarterback. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. For good. That's the voice of Tom Brady, who won a record seven Super Bowls for New England and Tampa, the most successful in NFL history, one of the greatest athletes in team sports. He briefly retired after the 2021 season, but wound up coming back for one more year, something he says is not going to happen this time around. He retires at age 45, the owner of numerous passing records in an unprecedented 23-year NFL career. More from townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has completed his Middle East trip. The latest from the media lines, Felice Friedson. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's visit to the Middle East quickly turned into a mission to rescue the fragile peace following a violent weekend. Israeli forces killed 10 Palestinians during an arrest raid into a refugee camp in the West Bank city of Jenin. Then seven Israelis were shot to death as they left the synagogue Friday night, the Jewish Sabbath. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas announced he was ending security cooperation with Israel, but walked back his decree after meeting with Blinken. A Palestinian official announced that the U.S. is conducting indirect negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian Authority, while the sex state announced $50 million in additional aid to the PA. I'm Felice Friedson, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at TheMediaLine.org and TownHall.com. From Washington, I'm Bob Agnew. 
Switzerland has been testing its warning sirens today to warn the population of an impending attack or a natural disaster. 7,000 warning sirens are tested simultaneously. A loud reminder of just how prepared the Swiss are, or think they are, for emergencies. Today is also the day citizens should check their nuclear bunkers are in full working order. Swiss law says there should be space in a bunker for every member of the population. That is the BBC's Imogen folks reporting from Switzerland. Boeing bid farewell yesterday to an icon delivering its final 747 jumbo jet. As thousands of workers who helped to build those planes over the past 50-plus years looked on since its first flight in 1969, the giant jet graceful 747 has served as a cargo plane, a commercial aircraft capable of carrying nearly 500 passengers, and as Air Force One. More from townhall.com. story today on our lunchtime oldies those are the exciters it's called tell them and if you're going to tell them tell them like it is right if you want 
something to play with Go and find yourself a toy Baby, my time is too expensive And I'm not a little boy Your conscience be your guide But I know deep down inside of me I believe you love me Forget your foolish pride Life is too short to have sorrow Tomorrow You might as well Get what you want So go on and live Baby, go on and live Tell it like it is I'm nothing to play with Go and find yourself a toy And I'm not your little boy. Yeah, don't beat around the bush. Tell it like it is. Aaron Neville. Here's a lost vinyl. See if you can remember this one. It's done by the Four Aces. Tell me I keep food in my heart when I 
song was a hit for the Four Aces. It was also a hit for Eddie Fisher and a hit for Bobby Vinton. It's got a lot of mileage out of that song, Tell Me Why. Remember that game, Show and Tell? In my neighborhood, they used to say, Show and Don't Tell. Here's the game with Al Wilson. Steers with you on our lunchtime break. Till you came into my life And these are the arms that long to lock you inside Every day and every night Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control Can't you see I'm trying Anywhere inside Anywhere inside And these are the lips That can't help calling your name In the middle of the night Middle of the night Oh, and here is the man Who needs to know where you stand Don't you know I've done all I can So decide
don't be a show off. Stu Roy with you. Here's our WICH weather. We have a uh, weather. <laughs> Jack Frost will be biting off our nose in a couple of days. 37 today, uh, sunny and 37. Right now it's just 30. Tonight, clear and cold, 19. Thursday, mostly sunny, breezy and 40. Friday, sunny, windy temperatures in the 30s, then dropping through the 20s and into the teens, then into the single digits, and then below zero. Saturday, sunny, breezy, less wind, 15. Sunday gets normal, 40 degrees and some sunshine. Right now, it's a very tricky temperature. Keep an eye on it. It's 30 degrees. Have you ever had one of those days? Your alarm goes off. You look at the clock through half-shut eyes, wondering if you can grab an extra hour of sleep. But now the dog knows you're up, and he's making it quite clear he's got to go out. Now. So, you leash him up, open the front door, and there's a foot of snow in your driveway. Guess who wasn't making their 9 o'clock appointment? Should have gotten a Boss Snowplow at BH Trailers and Plows. Yes, Boss Snowplows have the power to get you through life's unexpected delays. Like the Boss DXT with its patented dual-trip design. It combines trip edge and full moldboard trip technologies, enhancing plow protection when striking hidden obstacles. Or the Boss Super Duty with its cast iron plow shoes that extend the life of the cutting edge. I could go on and tell you all about the other great Boss products, but you have to go shovel your driveway. Get everything Boss at BH Trailers and Plows and Plainfields, or check out their inventory online at bhtrailersandplows.com. BH Trailers and Plows, for when you got to plow, now. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Save 30 to 80% off retail every day. Box drop, mattress and furniture outlet. Get it now because it may be gone tomorrow. Our winter clearance event is going on now. Save on brand new sectionals, sofas, love seats, and more. The best mattresses at the lowest prices. Why pay retail, guys? We've got the lowest prices in the state. Come see us now. Come in now. Get it now. Save now. Box drop, mattress and furniture outlet in the Montville Common Shopping Center on Route 32 in Uncasville and at boxdropshorelinect.com. This is a shout-out to all you lonely singles ages 62 to 78. Jeffrey's Extravaganza presents Baby Boomer Speed Dating. Come for the thrill and excitement of meeting up to 16 new romantic interests face-to-face. Ditch those dating apps and online websites. Statistics indicate 3 in 10 encounters are a match. So what are you waiting for? Enjoy one free beverage and free hors d'oeuvres. Where, when, and how much, you say? Valentine's Day, of course, February 14th, 2 p.m., Christopher's Cafe in Groton. All this for only $96. Reservations necessary. Prepayment required. Your ship is sailing. Call Jeffrey today, 860-861-1667. Hi, this is Mayor Pete Nystrom asking you to vote on Wednesday, February 1st to restore common sense to the fire service as only trained professionals should write policy to improve fire services. We began testing an automatic aid policy on November 1st of 2022. Then, on December 5th, Ordinance 8-17 was adopted with input from only one chief. Our volunteer fire chiefs were not included. Please join those who signed the petition and oppose Ordinance 8-17. 
Please vote no on February 1st. Our polling places are Precinct 1, the Norwich Worship Center, 165 Lawler Lane. Precinct 2 is the Rose City Senior Center. Precinct 3 is now the Congregational Church, 81 East Town Street. Precinct 4 is now Beth Jacob Synagogue, 400 New London Turnpike. Precinct 5 is St. Mark's Church. And Precinct 6 is the Ahepa Community Room, 370 Hamilton Avenue. Thank you. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. Well, here's uh, Connie Francis going to tell you where she met the guy of her dreams. We met a ski lodge and we fell in love. Right by a fireplace, we shared our first embrace, and then inside my heart, I felt a fire good cuddling in a couple of days with the temperature dipping, dipping, dipping. How about a warm song by Peter, Paul, and Mary? What great harmony they had, that folk group. If you uh, ever get a chance to get some of their older albums, they are terrific. Here's one of their big hits, written by Bob Dylan. Peter, Paul, and Mary, don't think twice, it's okay.
second thought. That's what they're saying. Uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. So that song was a pretty good hit for them. And the Four Seasons thought that they would uh, have a little fun. So they changed their name and called themselves The Wonder Who. And they did their version of Don't Think Twice, It's Alright. I'm not sure it was alright, but we had a little fun with it.
Frankie Valley, get that high pitch there, huh? Amazing. Yes, they turned out to be the Four Seasons, but they went by the name of Wonder Who. They just it was a lark, and it surprised everybody. It became a hit. Speaking of hits, Dion made a fortune singing girls' names, "Run Around Sue" and "Ruby Baby," and many, many others, including uh, Sandy. Yes, he had a song called Sandy. Any Sandys out there? Here you go. about Run Around Sue. He had song Ruby Baby, and he had songs about Sandy. He also had a song about Diane and uh, Donna, the prima donna. Girls' names. What a way to make a living. Donna, Donna, the prima Donna, 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 the 
Rock Roll Hall of Fame, and he certainly deserves to be there. Dion DeMucci, when he was with the Belmonts, he had hits, then he went on his own, and uh, bingo, 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 lots of lots and lots of hits. Coming up, the bandstand boogie. Stick around. On Saturday, February 4th at 2 p.m., showing Connecticut's 8th State Poet Laureate Antoinette Brim Bell at the Lagura Center for an afternoon of poetry and a deeper look at the spoken word. Called a fierce poet at the peak of her powers, Antoinette will present her poems, reflect on the power of words for social change, and the importance of spoken word in the community. This free lecture is open to all, is co-hosted with the James Merrill House, and sponsored by the Connecticut Humanities. Listen now. Here's some important information about your Medicare coverage. If you're turning 65 or retiring from work in the next year, the team at Jane Ryan Insurance Group can guide you through the health and Medicare insurance maze. We can walk you through the Medicare process and help you pick the plan that's fitting for you and your needs. At Jane Ryan Insurance Group, because we're local, we know your doctor network, we know your plan options, and we know how to ensure your prescriptions are covered. With Jane Ryan Insurance Group, you have a local expert that you can talk to that can explain options and help you make your decision. To be honest, we're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you make the right Medicare decisions based on your situation and help you buy the coverage you need. Find out more at janeryaninsurance.com or talk to a local expert face-to-face. Route 85, South Main Street in Colchester. Jane Ryan Insurance Group. We do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options. 
This is a shout out to all you lonely singles ages 62 to 78. Jeffrey's Extravaganza presents Baby Boomer Speed Dating. Come for the thrill and excitement of meeting up to 16 new romantic interests face to face. Ditch those dating apps and online websites. Statistics indicate three in ten encounters are a match. So what are you waiting for? Enjoy one free beverage and free hors d'oeuvres. Where, when, and how much, you say? Valentine's Day, of course, February 14th, 2 p.m., Christopher's Cafe in Groton. All this for only $96. Reservations necessary. Prepayment required. Your ship is sailing. Call Jeffrey today, 860-861-1667. Are you ready for the bandstand boogie? American Bandstand when you got home from school when you were a kid, huh? Yeah, I did. Never missed Bandstand anytime I had an opportunity. I believe Barry Mandelow wrote the words to that. That's Les Elgart. With his talent, I'd like to hear more El- Elgart, but I want to play this song for you. 
that I found in the vault. Every day I like to find a strange record in the vault that maybe we haven't heard in a long time or maybe we've never heard it. This is a singer by the name of Don Cornell. Mama Guitar. See if uh, this rings a bell. Hey, Mama, Mama Guitar. Hey, Mama Guitar. Sweet Mama, Mama Guitar. Hello, Mama, Mama Guitar. A Mama Guitar beats a woman every time. A mama guitar beats a woman every time. You can strum her, you can thump her, you can throw her on the floor. You can pick her, you can dump her, but she'll only cry for more. A mama guitar beats a woman every time. Hey mama, mama guitar. Hey mama guitar. Sweet mama, mama guitar. Hello, mama, mama guitar. Make a singer sweet and blue And if her strings get rusty You can trade her in for new A mama guitar beats a woman Every time Hey mama, mama guitar Hey mama guitar Sweet mama, mama guitar I love my mama, I love my mama I love my mama, I love my mama I love, 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 love My mama guitar Yes, you turn out to be a second-hand fiddle. I don't know. It's an odd little love song. Well, to each his own. To each his own. Don Cornell, something I found in the vault. Now I think I'll put it back in the vault for several decades. Color in sky, brush and blue. Scarlet fleece changes hue. Crimson ball sinks from view. Sky 
Kairos Karmethin, Alizarian Crimson. commercial. He used to be on stage with a robe all the time. I guess after he was uh, giving a concert, he went right to bed. Good stuff by Donovan. Stu's lunchtime break. It's 1247. Temperature moved up to 31 degrees. Elvis was in a slump after 1968. He didn't have a really big hit until 72 again, and this was a big one. A number one song. Another comeback for Elvis.
Burning Love, Elvis. Stu was with you. The United, um, the big theater, the Guard Theater in New London is having their winter cinema series. And they're playing the best of the best movies. Passes are now on sale. You can uh, save all kinds of money if you buy the entire series, 20-plus movies. Check it out at the Guard Arts Center. Chance to see some of those movies, many of them nominated for an Academy Award. So I have a pair of tickets to... uh, You can pick the movie of your choice because when we mail you the tickets, we'll have a a paper that shows you the movies that are currently playing, so you can pick one. So I'll take caller number six this time at 889-5252, and you've got yourself a pair of tickets. And then we'll send you uh, pictures of all the, not pictures of the, the movies, but all the information about the movies you can choose from. Yeah, I think I got that. This is an interesting song by Dodie Stevens. She was the one that did uh, Pink Shoelaces. Well, she had the answer to Elvis's Are You Lonesome Tonight? Here's Dodie Stevens. Yes, I'm lonesome tonight And I miss you tonight I'm so sorry we drifted apart And my memory strays To those wonderful days When you kissed me And called me sweetheart All the chairs in the and bear as I gaze at the doorstep and picture you there now my heart's filled with pain take me back once again yes my dear I'm so lonesome tonight Yes, my darling, I'm lonesome tonight. I realize now that the world is a stage and each of us must play a part. I know, too, that fate sometimes acts in strange ways. Yes, Act One is where we met, and I too loved you at first glance. But I guess I didn't really read my lines too well. Then came Act Two. I've never changed. There was a misunderstanding. I know now that I shouldn't have listened to a so-called friend. The truth is my love. That she wanted you for her own. You don't really have to doubt me. Nor must you go on without me. Yes, the stage is bare. But please wait there. Because I'm coming to you, darling. And we'll be together. 
when they bring the curtain down. Now my heart's filled with pain. Take me back once again. Yes, my dear, I'm so lonesome. some lonesome tonight the uh, follow up to Elvis Presley's Are You Lonesome Tonight Dodie Stevens, that's a rare recording Trisha from Uncasville won a pair of tickets to Guard Art's movie sensational time, winter movie fest they call it every year they do it and they bring you some of the best movies of the past year and we just gave another a couple of tickets and this time to Trish from Uncasville so we've had winners from Preston, Taftville, and Uncasville. And, uh, yeah, I got some more to give away. We'll be doing that before the end of the week. So you'll have a chance to uh, see some great movies free. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. At Hyde's Home and Farm, we're proud of our exceptional customer service and locally tailored selection of lawn and garden, farm, feed, and pet supplies. On Saturday, February 11th, Hyde's Home and Farm will be hosting a dog adoption event with Paws New England from 10 to 1. Come by and find your forever love. Check out our Facebook for all the details. Hyde's Home and Farm, 217 Atrabando Avenue in Norwich, helping you care for the plants and pets you love. One of the biggest selling albums of all time is the album by the Eagles called The Eagles' Greatest Hits. Some say it's the biggest selling album ever, ever. This was the very first hit for the Eagles, and then they had a dozens more afterwards. But it was kind of their kickoff song. I'll take it easy. Sweet. 
never be here again So open up, I'm climbing in So take it easy Right, uh, take it easy. It's not easy to do. I know. Hey, we have a guest for a little bit, a guy who wrote a book called The Reluctant Soldier, Mark Perlman. Very interesting book. And uh, he's a Connecticut uh, fella. And we're going to talk a little bit with him about his book, which talks about uh, social conflicts in the early days of uh, soldiers and what went on, some of the things that we were not aware of. He's uh, from Fairfield, Connecticut. We'll talk with Mark. A little bit after the news coming up, and then we'll have some more open topics and anything goes. But in the meantime, from the TV show. 77 That was with Kookie, right? 77 Connie Stevens debuted on that show. Kooky, lend me your comb. 77, Sunset Strip. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 Norwich. FM, W233DB in Norwich. It's now 1 o'clock. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. We're learning of another FBI search for classified documents. This time, federal investigators searched President Biden's vacation home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. It's part of the FBI's probe into the potential mishandling of classified documents. The president's personal lawyer says Mr. Biden continues to fully support and facilitate the Justice Department's investigation. Nearly two weeks ago, federal agents recovered classified documents and other material from the president's primary residence in Wilmington. That is Greg Cluxton reporting. Nikki Haley moving closer to making her presidential campaign official at the Republican convention in 2020. She told the gathering her previous job as U.S. ambassador to the United Nations was no walk in the park. Now, the U.N. is not for the faint of heart. It's a place where dictators, murderers, and thieves denounce America. And Haley expected to make her campaign official later this month on February 15th. Bands of sleet and snow have brought traffic to a standstill across the nation's midsection, canceled thousands of flights, and are blamed for six deaths as well. National Weather Service forecaster Bob Orovac says the conditions will continue in some states. We have another batch of freezing rain and sleet moving across Texas. That's going to be affecting the state over the next 24 hours. And Tom Brady has announced his retirement again. He says this time it is a done deal. I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. The seven-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback announced his retirement one year ago, then changed his mind six weeks later. He says that will not happen this time around. At Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down by 364 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. 
I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. So if you're looking for a good book during the wintertime and uh, reading material that's uh, really educational and it's a great story. Mark Perlman is with us. He's from Fairfield, Connecticut, and the author of the book, The Reluctant Soldier. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you? We're doing okay, and uh, your book sounds very, very interesting, and I wanted to have you on for a, a little segment on our program today, The Reluctant Soldier. Give us a little background on the book, and I know, obviously, from what you've told me about it, you had to do a tremendous amount of research. So give me a, an overview. Yeah, well, there's an old saying that everyone's got a book inside them. Uh, mm-hmm. I just happened to act on it over, over about 12 years. Uh, I did do a lot of research, mostly in France, uh, some in the United States, in New York, at the Virginia Military Institute, et cetera, et cetera. The book basically is a historical novel. It's uh, how the son of a slave fights segregation and prejudice in the Old South, only to survive two world wars in France and his own personal tragedies on both sides of the Atlantic. So I think it's opportune, being the first day of Black History Month, Mm -hmm. to highlight the times and the book, uh, The uh, Reluctant Soldier. I I wanted to tell a multifaceted story. Sure. I didn't want to just tell another nonfiction. I wanted the story where the protagonist, who's African-American, his life is shaped by war, by romance, by family, political turmoil, and the cultural changes both in America and in France. So I have found, since the book has come out, that uh, actually I have more women purchased the book than men. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Twelve years of research. I mean, I've got to give you a lot of credit on that one. Well, it was part-time. I, I, it's not to say I didn't have fun over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did but, you... Uh, yeah, I went over to the... Uh, Army archives just east of Paris. Uh, uh, that that's a whole ordeal. Uh, but I got a lot of information uh, from there. For some odd reason, they thought I was a retired general, but oh, really? I didn't dissuade that from their opinion. No, well, it's good because uh, that's you came across that way with your interest and in everything. So uh, it. Talks about, you know, the mix of uh, the colors uh, when they're fighting war. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
part of the book has to do with the famous Harlem Hellfighters. Mm. This was a regiment that was originally a National Guard regiment formed in 1916 under the auspices of Charles um, Whitman, the governor at the time. The, uh, as was the Times back over 100 years ago, uh, an all-black unit was headed by white officers, field-grade officers. These are officers from major on up. The captains on down were black, and the NCOs and the soldiers were all black. Uh, the Harlem Hellfighters was famous not only for its fighting performance with the French, but also their band. It was their band headed up by the most famous ragtime and jazz band leader of the time, James Reese Europe. Oh, this is he, great. Uh, he was part owner and president of the Clef Club, and they performed in New York and also for the Skions uh, of New York society, like the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, the Fishes, the Stuyvesants. They did private performances at their mansions, uh, both in New York and on Long Island, and also their mansions if they had them in the Hudson Valley. Um, so. The unique thing about the Harlem Hellfighters is that normally a regiment in the U.S. Army had a band of 28 pieces, or 28 men. Mm -hmm. But uh, Lieutenant Reese, uh, he urged his commander, Commander William Haywood, who was very much a proponent of the, um, his African-American unit and did everything he could to promote them he uh, uh, he went in front of a number of his rich friends and dug up the money to get uh, a 62-piece band. And once the regiment went over to France, uh, their jazz performances to the French people electrified them to the point where it became a cultural revolution and at the end of the war, a lot of African-Americans uh, emigrated to Paris and became part of the art and culture that was uh, the interwar period of Paris. That alone makes me want to read the book, just learning about that 62-piece band there. So uh, were these uh, were they segregated uh, from the the white soldiers or do they intermix? Well, that, yeah, that's interesting. That's a very good question, uh, and I I don't want to get too much into the weeds because yeah. of the limited amount of time. But I, I would say this: um, the American Army created two divisions, the ninety second and the ninety third. Infantry divisions. They were both African American divisions. The 92nd fought with the Americans, and the 93rd Division fought with the French. 
Now, the Harlem Hellfighters was part of the 93rd Division, and, you know, General Pershing, who was the commander of all American forces in France, he got his uh, nom de guerre, Blackjack Pershing, he, he was known, because he, was, he commanded uh, black soldiers in the Indian Wars and also in the Spanish-American War. He was very much an advocate, and he thought highly of the African-American soldier. But he was being pulled in two different directions. One sure. by the advocates for African-Americans to fight in the U.S. Army, and the other was the predominantly Southern culture of segregation where they wanted the African-Americans only to do labor duties of, in France and not mm -hmm. combat. But uh, the French were being hammered by the Germans in 1918. They were being pushed back, and they needed troops, any troops at all. So what Pershing did was he doled out the four regiments of the 93rd Division one of the regiments was the Hellfighters. They fought with the French. They fought extremely well. And they were the only unit that was given the highest French award for valor. The Croix de Guerre, the, the entire regiment received it. They were the first American unit to cross the Rhine River, black or white. And, uh, you know, they were, they were just tremendous. They got a ticker tape parade up Fifth Avenue in early 1919 when they came home. That's wonderful. But um, sadly enough, uh, their contributions along with others were forgotten and, uh, you know, segregation was still uh, mm -hmm. part, of the, part of the nomenclature for a while. It's another good reason to read your book to really get an insight on things that uh, people weren't aware of and uh, they should know about. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting time, um, and uh, there was a lot of dichotomies. Uh, it was interesting that the performance of the 93rd Infantry Division, of which the Hellfighters were part of, performed better under the French <laughs> than under the Americans because of the acrimony. That was one of the reasons, uh, I won't get into all of them, but one of the reasons was the acrimony in the American Army uh, due to, you know, segregation and That's the right. other cultural biases, which mm -hmm. the French, the French really didn't have. So you integrate fact and fiction. So you you put a story around it. But when you're reading the book, you realize that there's so much that's historical and so much is true in it. Basically. Well, you had to get that right. I mean, that's where all the research came in. I mean, I couldn't fake. Yeah. I couldn't fake the troop movements of mm -hmm. the Hellfighters. I couldn't fake things like the French Resistance. I couldn't fake the different restaurants and the different cafes that are in Paris because if someone is reading it, and, and my book is both in English and in French on my website, um, so you really can't fake it. I mean, you can't, you know, it, it has oh. to be accurate. Well, it makes it much more attractive when there's a lot of truisms in there, for sure. So you're talking about the First World War, basically? Well, I would say predominantly 
the First World War, but also the interwar period mm -hmm. in Paris, and and uh, luminaries like Ernest Hemingway are in the book. Josephine Baker. Oh my goodness! Yes, is in the book. Mm -hmm. Langston Hughes, uh, Sylvia Beach, who ran with her partner, the famous Shakespeare and Company bookstore, which exists still today in the uh, French Quarter on the left bank of Paris. Uh, so these luminaries intermingle with our fictional character. The character gets married in Paris, has a family. Um, France itself is going through political turmoil in the 1930s between socialism and fascism. Mm -hmm. He moves his family to Champagne country. So I have a section in the book about how they make champagne and the issues from, I guess, inf uh, infestation of the vines uh, to how it's bottled, all of that. And then, obviously, World War II breaks out in 1940, and uh, the uh, protagonist, Virgil Carpenter, and his family go through a lot of trials and tribulations personally. Uh, he ultimately joins the French resistance in Paris. And uh, so th there's a lot going on in his life, and obviously he's driven by events, but he helps uh, shape both himself, his future, his family, and uh, so there's a lot in there, yes. So, Mark, uh, this your first book? Uh, yes, this I, I have been around a long time. Uh, <laughs> well, I see you've been, I think, in radio for fifty years. Fifty-two, yeah. Only fifty-two. Well, God Only fifty-two, you. yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I am. I, I hope no one holds this against me. I am a Red Sox fan. I, I went to school in Boston. I'm from back Boston. In the day when the Earth was cooling. I'm from and, Boston, so I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I lived there. I lived just south of Boston. When I was going to school, I lived in Boston. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is my first and only, basically, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a professional writer. I'm not famous. I am not a personality. Most of the opportunities I've had in selling my book has to do with uh, events, uh, speaker at events, different organizations, libraries, mm -hmm. and fraternal organizations. This is my first radio appearance. Uh, I hope to get uh, some more. And uh, I would say to people listening to visit my website, www.thereluctantsoldier.com, and what I do is every couple of weeks I post items on there that are relevant to the times, like mm -hmm. uh, the origins of the Spanish flu pandemic. Oh, yes. The uh, spiritualism, seances, and the Great War. Mm. And Josephine Baker, a star at the age of 20 in Paris. Oh, yeah, I remember that name very well. Yeah, so, um, and my book can be purchased on my website. Uh, it's the only place you can purchase it in French. 
but in English it can be purchased on my website, on Amazon, and at Barnes and Noble, oh, both good. in paperback and uh, ebook uh, as a pre-order. That will be coming out in the next several days. Uh, so. So it's on email. It's on email and. Uh, e- yeah, ebook, ebook. Uh, as a pre-order. Uh, at a reduced price and on paperback uh, in English, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, my website, and in French. I just had someone from Canada, Nova Scotia, order my book uh, from my website. Well, I-, I wish you a ton of luck with this. It sounds like quite a venture uh, writing this book. And obviously you're very interested in the the history and the like the first war you know i've heard a lot about the first war and people some people say they don't even know what it was all about what started it well it was started in america well it's well to be very brief it started in europe the the uh, match that lit the war was a person by the name of gavrilo princip hmm. an eight uh, a 20 year old serbian national who was part of a group called the Black Hand. They wanted liberation from the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So he assassinates Archduke Ferdinand and his wife Sophie while they are visiting the city of uh, Sarajevo. You've probably heard of Sarajevo. Mm -hmm. And the First World War starts in Europe. And in 1917, uh, America enters the war. The the, uh, match that lit our entry was the Zimmerman telegram, which is in the book. It was a telegram sent by the German ambassador to Mexico that the British intelligence intercepted, saying that if the Mexicans invaded Southwest America, that if Germany won the war, Mexico would reclaim part of what they lost to the United States uh, during the 19th century. The First World War, if I were to relate it to an earthquake in human events, was about a nine-plus on the Richter scale. What I mean by that is there would not have been a World War II without a World War I. Basically, in the West, in the West, World War One and World War Two was the same with a 20-year ceasefire. It was basically one war with a 20-year halt to the hostilities. Um, the Russian Empire fell, and we had the uh, beginning of communism in 1917. The Austro-Hungarian Empire fell. The Ottoman Empire fell. And that was carved up into countries like Iraq and other countries, which we live with that uh, outcome today. Mm -hmm. Uh, The German Empire fell and created a country called Ukraine. And (laughs) we live with that. And the British Empire eventually became confederalized into the Commonwealth. They kind of gave up most of their empire, and the French Empire was diminished greatly. The only two superpowers that came out of World War I stronger was the United States and Japan. 
That's great. It's very educational. I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from your book and uh, and enjoy it. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Mark. So once again, uh, how can we get your book? Okay. Uh, briefly, uh, I would like uh, people to enjoy my posts mm-hmm. uh, and the book uh, on the website, www.thereluctantsoldier.com. The book can be purchased there as well as on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble. Well, good luck with that. Uh, you, you deserve to uh, sell a lot of these books. I know from what you said, you work so hard and you really know your stuff. So it's a pleasure to speak with you, Mark. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it, uh, Stu. And uh, I don't have to wish you good luck because <laughs> 52 years is a great accomplishment. And uh, I appreciate the time that you've spent with me. My pleasure. Take care, Mark. Thank you. All right. All right, thank you, sir. Mark Perlman from Fairfield, Connecticut, author of the book The Reluctant Soldier. Have I been here more than 50 years? Wait a minute. Can't be. Seems like only yesterday. Okay, so um, I hope people check that book out. I mean, it's an interesting story, and also it's uh, very educational stuff. All right, we'll get to some calls right after this. Hi, this is Mayor Pete Nystrom asking you to vote on Wednesday, February 1st to restore common sense to the fire service as only trained professionals should write policy to improve fire services. We began testing an automatic aid policy on November 1st of 2022. Then, on December 5th, Ordinance 8-17 was adopted, with input from only one chief. Our volunteer fire chiefs were not included. Please join those who signed the petition and oppose Ordinance 8-17. Please vote no on February 1st. Our polling places are Precinct 1, the Norwich Worship Center, 165 Lawler Lane. Precinct 2 is the Rose City Senior Center. Precinct 3 is now the Congregational Church, 81 East Town Street. Precinct 4 is now Beth Jacob Synagogue, 400 New London Turnpike. Precinct 5 is St. Mark's Church. And Precinct 6 is the Ahepa Community Room, 370 Hamilton Avenue. Thank you. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. It's amazing reading about the First World War, how it just kind of spread. And Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi there. Hey, I enjoyed hearing that guy. Good. Um, he explained a lot. Um, and I'd never really heard somebody say, you know, how much related the First or Second World War was, but I can I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think on the First World War... Uh, Countries weren't as apt to help uh, 
clean up the other side. The, I mean, the winners of the war weren't much as apt to clean up the sides and help get the infrastructure back in the countries they defeated. And I think that was a lot of what went into World War II because um, the country had to rebuild on its own, like Germany, and then you got some kook like Hitler um, that, because they didn't get help rebuilding, he took advantage of all the people and all those. He did all those evil things. Um, so I can definitely see how it's related to the first World War, though. I haven't heard that. I never heard that before. But um, I'm I'm pondering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a guy um, that used to work at a store, worked at Mystic Seaport. He's a, he was a teacher then, and he had um, like a, a school project with the kids, and they had to uh, do different displays about different. Uh, good or bad world figures, and he, uh, he, I guess he, none of the kids would want to do it, so he portrayed Hitler, and he told me, he told me a little bit about it, and I guess it was because uh, the biggest reason for at least Germany being in it was um, they didn't get anything rebuilt, so people, cooks like Hitler, were able to, um, to take advantage of everybody and all the evil stuff they did. Anyway, I was thinking about, uh, I looked up on my phone. I wanted to find out, like, the different parts of New England and the ethnicity, but I couldn't say it right to the phone, so it said ethnic sissy. I had to really pronounce it because I didn't know how to pronounce ethnicity too good. Mm-hmm. And, I, of course, you might expect uh, the top part of Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont is mostly, this is the majority, is French, and all of Wyndham County, that's that's mostly French in Connecticut. Um, Northern Rhode Island is mostly Italian, and Southern Rhode Island and this part of Connecticut, Southeast Connecticut, is mostly Irish. So I found that it was Wikipedia. It's it's just interesting to look at, you know, Stu? Yeah, it's good to learn stuff every day and how it all came to be, so good for you. Yeah, just give them a try on the phone, and uh, I kind of was just learning by doing it, the phone, and then pick up on how to use them and I don't, you know, the, you don't have to write in all the letters when you ask questions on the typewriter thing, as long as they know the point. So, anyway, Stu, uh, how, is your allergy still with you? Off and on, off and on. It's better. It's better. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Same to me with that cough. I think I'm all done with it, and then 3 a.m. in the morning it comes back. So. Yeah, the little bugger's still hanging around under your pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a good day, Stu. Good you hearing too. you all. Thank you. Bye. Wonder man. That's the famous Wonder Man, ladies and gentlemen. WYCH, welcome to the program. Hello. Hey there. Hey there. Hi. Hey. Yeah, I got the tail end of your interview there. That author sounded very interesting. Yeah, I'd like to, to gobble that. Out his website. You know, listening to um, listening to Wonder Man's call made me think of um, getting a sense of the timeline of history is interesting, and what I've come to really appreciate recently. I'm reading a um, a book on the history of the 20th century, and I find that I can only read so much of it, and then I have to put it down because it gets really depressing. Oh, yeah. Uh, with all these people killing each other and, and the torture and the horrible imprisonments and stuff that went on in various places. But the point of my call today is I was born in 1954, and it blows my mind that World War II was happening ten years before I was born, nine years before I was born. Mm, yep. 
just amazing. And World War One mm-hmm. was about thirty or thirty-three years before I was born. I'm now sixty-four, so I have an understanding of what thirty-three years means. When I was a kid, I didn't. You know, it all it all seemed like that stuff was ancient history. World War Two, yeah, that was way back there. World War One, oh my goodness, were there still dinosaurs? Yeah, you know, right. I'm, I'm yeah. being silly to make a point, but it's it's interesting when you get the time and perspective, and you realize all this stuff wasn't that long ago. Nope, not at in all. The big, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, well, yeah. World War One was uh, you know just a little over a hundred years ago, and yeah, you know, when you look at all the time, that's not much. And when I was a, a little one, you know, in the mid fifties, Vietnam was just starting to cook up. Mm-hmm. And that went until 1975, I think, or right yep. around there. Right around there, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to wanted to share that with folks. It's interesting to think about the time element and the relationship between our years personally and some of these historic events like the big wars, ever, which ever, ever I think hope we're the, done with, but it's looking scary. Everything of this, Kevin, you know, you look back in some of the atrocities through the years and... Uh, all the evil was mixed in with all the good, and what good did it do them? All these people that were fighting, uh, trying to take over the world, and this and that. Oh, I know. Where are they now, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. And, you know, after World War One, all the countries of the world pretty much said, we don't ever want to do this again. Yeah. This is the most horrific thing imaginable. And lo and behold, you know, 20, 30 years later, they were doing it again. Yep. Only worse. Because there's still uh, monsters around. Yes, there are, but there are, you know, a lot of good things going on, too. Oh, absolutely. And I see. Uh, we, have to, we have to honor that and acknowledge it and read about it and talk about it more than we do. Because yeah. there is good in the world. Well, and I, mm-hmm. I still call me, uh, you know, call me whatever, but I believe that good will ultimately reign over evil, but I don't know when that's going to happen. Well, we you do know, hope maybe. and pray. We do hope and pray that, because there are so many more good people, yeah. and um, that's that's a fact. We know that. Yeah. So just a perspective. Think about uh, folks out there, when you were born, and what was going on when you were born, and what was going on 10 or 20 years before you were born. It's really eye-opening. Okay, I know that. I think my mother met my father. I know that was going on, so... Uh, that happened, didn't it? That yeah, it's a good yeah. thing, because otherwise we wouldn't have a Stu Breyer. You might have somebody with a different name. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Now I have to ponder all that. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, I Stu? Yes. Oh, I found out some really interesting information. Good. Why, you're going to... Um, okay, well, first of all, um, Charlie Kirk was on last night. And he had um, Colonel uh, McGregor on. And he's the one that we have been following. He's retired. But he has seen action in, like, the first Gulf War, etc. Whereas what people need to understand, these three morons that Biden's got in charge, Millie and the other ones, they are picked by Congress, and like McGregor said, they've never seen it. They're armchair generals. They've never seen battle. They don't even know what they're doing. So forget them people. That's why everything is botched up right now. But Charlie Kirk had him on last night, and this guy was telling you the truth because he still gets those um, 
intelligence uh, reading, whatever. I guess when you're retired, you can still get the intelligence info. He knows what's going on. And everything we're being told about Ukraine, which I've been trying to tell everybody, but nobody believes me over the past year, because I watch foreign news. Um, he vindicated what I said. He actually put a ditto on what I said. And okay, I'm really a short of time, so I can't really well, take Charlie a lot of your Kirk, call here. Charlie said, Kirk's on 5 to 8 if you want to hear him, folks. He, he, he talked to 28 Ukrainians, and they said Zelensky is evil. Well, now, he may be evil, but I'm, I'm concerned about those innocent people that are getting bombed there. So. Uh, yeah, but whatchamacallit, uh, Colonel McGregor, it, Ukrainians are bombing... And started in Okay, I, you know, we've been, you know, the whole thing is a terrible, it's a terrible thing, Sue. So I got to run, but thank you. All right, uh, 889-5252, and you would be next. I'm looking forward to talking with you. It's 25 till 2, and... 32 degrees. We've hit the freezing mark. Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson. For over 150 years, Dime Bank has helped local individuals, families, and businesses meet their banking needs. It's what relationship-based banking is all about. And because we don't pay dividends to shareholders, we focus on giving back to our communities through loans to local businesses and support for many community-based charitable causes. By working together, communities can thrive. We're glad to do our part. Dime Bank. Community Banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. At Hyde's Home and Farm, we're proud of our exceptional customer service and locally tailored selection of lawn and garden, farm, feed, and pet supplies. On Saturday, February 11th, Hyde's Home and Farm will be hosting a dog adoption event with Paws New England from 10 to 1. Come by and find your forever love. Check out our Facebook for all the details. Heights Home and Farm, 217 Notchabando Avenue in Norwich, helping you care for the plants and pets you love. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. Let's get a couple of calls in, 889-5252 on WICH. Hello. Good afternoon, Stu. Good afternoon. What's on your mind? I actually rested yesterday. <laughs> you rested? I've been trying to advocate on behalf of Norwich for almost nine months now, and it's a dead-end street at the state level, and, and we're trying to fix that. Okay, you can take a um, break, go to a movie, whatever, yes. I'm calling because I wanted to just very briefly talk about the way our referendums are set up right now. We don't have any foreknowledge of cost basis for something. And to go on the air and, and, you know, the referendum notice at the senior center is totally different from the referendum question when you go to vote. I voted no. Um, as you know, you know my political affiliation and you know my educational background. Having said that, I also had cost accounting one and two there's a way to go about the voting process. We have not addressed the fact that now we have a totally different demographics than we had 20 years ago, 25 years ago before the casinos came. We have people of all different foreign languages. We, we need to be posting 
all the financial repercussions. We need to go back to doing a budget on a layman's terms, which we haven't had in 15 or 20 years. The council is like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And so we keep signing on top of, on top of, on top of, with no explanation of what's going on with each department financially. So, you know, I've been looking into all these things, the fundamentals of of why we're bringing a referendum. Um, I, I, I urge everyone to vote no because we don't have anything up for 14 days before at the library. Uh, we don't have uh, a way to, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of my friends are in their 80s and 70s. I've got a friend paying $1,500 a month in, in property taxes for his house, two, two houses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he never had children in the education system. So I want to look at equity and fairness, and I'm taking a look at what's happening at the state level as okay. well. Got to run. Got to run. I'm getting short of time part. here. And then we need to. what we need to do is look at the whole picture for Norwich. Okay, thanks. i got to go. Thank you. Yep. Let's go to this line. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Helen. What you up to, Helen? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's yeah. cold, but it's normal. We are in February. And my baby, my baby son, going to be the eighth his birthday. When's I always call him my baby. When's his birthday? It's going February 8th. February 8th. Okay, great. Yes. And uh, I listened to men about the, the war, you know? Mm-hmm. We're talking about France. The, the Second World War was in 1939. Not 1940. 1939. Well, it went on for a while, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1939, it started the war with uh, Italian fascist Mussolini and uh, the English, the German, and uh, but they hang him, so it's good. I should not say that I'm, I'm Catholic, but hey, our dead uh, soldier didn't want for our country didn't want kill, it didn't want the war. And my aunt and aunt, with all the aunt, they used to bring all the dead young men, American, French, Italian, German, English, and the, and the church. Yes, that's not good. And I'm born need te, uh, 10 months after. And it was not good either. <laughs> well, you know, we've always had the rough times. It's man's inhumanity to man, and someday, someday, maybe oh, we'll learn. Awful. We'd like I, a visit I, from I God. Take other country, be nice to each other. I don't care who you are, what nationality, what religion. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's not right to fight. There's a lot of people no. like you too, so that's good. What did you say, dear? There's a lot of people like you, and that's good. Oh God, it's awful, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, tomorrow you could you come in tomorrow, don't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's Wednesday. Yes. All right. I'm going to let you go. All and, right. Uh, Thanks for calling, Helen. And have a nice day with your family, Han. All right. Bye. You too. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Yes, sir. Stu Breyer. 
Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Well, are you going to be driving the bookmobile or the gurney as uh, to relates to uh, the book by Mr. Perlman? I uh, I hope to get that book for the gentleman that was on. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I study a lot about, uh, in my spare time, the history of things. I've, I have relatives in different wards. And uh, the more factual it is, the the better I think it is to to uh, construct a a, uh, a uh, paradigm for things which, in the fact, uh, might or might not have happened. It is I think uh, I don't know. It's hard it, to get it, to the it, exact it, truth. It, it's very difficult. I know that. Yeah. So um, I'll take it to the extreme. Is it okay to take it to the extreme? Okay, I only have a short period of time, so extreme away. He uh, gave a statement wherein the French, he thought, were not a very uh, uh, biased people and that they weren't uh, racially motivated. Well, then, uh, why did they stop the Moors from uh, when they were invading from Africa? Why didn't they just simply assimilate them into uh, society? And uh, the, the myth, the friendship of uh, peaceful people, is uh, how did they have such an empire? I mean, they did it by expansion and expropriating. So, you know, they aren't any exception to the rule. Uh, England and Germany, uh, likewise. So, um, okay. Those are my thoughts. Thank you for your question. thoughts. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Always picture God uh, looking down and saying, What are you people doing? What are you doing to yourself? Think about it. I'll get to another call in just a bit on WICH. Uh, stay with us. We're enjoying freezing 32. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Have you ever had one of those days, your alarm goes off, you look at the clock through half-shut eyes wondering if you can grab an extra hour of sleep, but now the dog knows you're up and he's making it quite clear he's got to go out. Now. So, you leash him up, open the front door, and there's a foot of snow in your driveway. Guess who isn't making their 9 o'clock appointment? Should have gotten a Boss Snowplow at BH Trailers and Plows. Yes, Boss Snowplows have the power to get you through life's unexpected delays. Like the Boss DXT with its patented dual-trip design. It combines trip-edge and full moldboard trip technologies, enhancing plow protection when striking hidden obstacles. Or the Boss Super Duty with its cast-iron plow shoes that extend the life of the cutting edge. I could go on and tell you all about the other great Boss products, but you have to go shovel your driveway. Get everything Boss at BH Trailers and Plows and Plainfields, or check out their inventory online at bhtrailersandplows.com. BH Trailers and Plows. For when you gotta plow, now. It's quarter of two with Stu. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I had a question. Um, now, now uh, W-I-C-H, okay? <clears throat> When they cut somebody, is that employee giving given a notice or a warning that they're going to cut uh, the position? Well, you'd have to well, take that up with management. Uh, obviously, they you know they they give you a x amount of money and all that. You have to take it up. I can't get into that on with you. No, but I just wanted to say 
the reason why I ask, because they you advertise they have positions at WICH. That's correct. And I, I'm just wondering, would I want to apply there and how they, um, um, you know, treat their employees, that's all. Well, they, they treat everybody very good. You know, we're going through a very difficult time, and um, you know, there's a lot of things involved with it. But I've been here, and so many people have been here 20 years, 25 years, so obviously they treat people well. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. In case you just joined me. Hello. Hello. But if you have questions, you can uh, call our 887-355. What's the number? 887-3511. Oops, you're on the air. Welcome. Is this the WICH? Yes, it is. Is this a special subject you have on today? No, anything you want to talk about. Well, I just want to know what the signs of, I may misdo the words a little bit, radon, radon. Oh, you know, a oh, the signs of radon. Is that what you said? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> the problem with radon, it has no signs. It doesn't smell. Oh, okay. You can't see it. You can't taste it. But if you well, suspect that you may have some, then you need to notify somebody, and they'll come and check it out. Well, I did call the gas and electric to, to find out, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't do those things. I was wondering if I told my symptoms, if anybody would know the difference, if that may be my problem. There are radon detectors. You might even want to call, um, it's a good question, you may want to call your your local fire department and ask them a little bit about radon. And Some people can go to your home and they will uh, connect you to it, to who to talk to, to come to your home and check. That would be great. I'm glad I called because at least I know somebody else I can call. So, I'm 85 um, years old and I'm tired of falling asleep and having headaches. Okay. And oh, really? This, that, is this something I don't know new? If that's part of it. <clears throat> do you have a carbon monoxide detector? I do not. Okay, these are things not. that are important. Uh, that's why I mentioned the fire department. They can check for carbon monoxide, which is sometimes makes you drowsy. Of course. Sometimes we're just sleepy. Yeah, I know. I understand that. But I have my breakfast in the morning, sit in the living room, mm-hmm. and I eat my breakfast. That's around nine 9.30. And by 10 o'clock, I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm napping. Then I nap in the afternoon, okay. and I nap mm-hmm. again. I mean, that's too much sleep, no matter how old you are. Yeah, it's that's... Just, and the headaches are horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, At least I know who I can call to get some. I think there's a, I think the number, uh, if you call the number of 211, I can connect you to anything. Just 211. Oh, okay. I'm glad I called you. I'm glad you called too, but if you can't find anybody, please get back to me and I'll find somebody for you. Okay, thank you very much. Have a nice day. You too, thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Hi there. Uh, this this might be a little too controversial for your program, but I just looked out the window and I saw four robins already with their feathers all ruffled up in the cold out there on the lawn. And I think they're going to upstage Punxsutawney Phil if we're supposed to make his appearance tomorrow. Oh, my God, it's tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm not prepared. 
Isn't this early for for robins? I was really surprised to see that. Well, they're so confused with this winter because it got warm and now it's going to get cold, and they say. You know they're yelling at each other. What? what where, why didn't we go? You know, but it's uh, it's confusing. Well, I think they're going to be up, uh, have a little surprise tomorrow when it gets really cold. Anyway, uh, just wanted to let you know. Some people like to make a wish when they see the first robin of spring. But what do they do when they see the first robin in the still winter? I don't know. Mm, well, that's something we we need to figure out. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. The red, red robins are bobbing along, and uh, it's going to be around zero in a couple of days. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah. Good morning. Morning. I, unfortunately, I didn't catch your whole the whole conversation relative to World War One. Mm-hmm. And I had a tidbit, maybe or two, that uh, is interesting, whether it's been discussed or not. And that is uh, the we got into the war. Uh, over the sinking of the Lusitania. And uh, interestingly enough, the day before that occurred, the government of Germany contacted the 50 largest newspapers in this country and told them, please put an article in the paper not to use uh, uh, sail on the Lusitania because they're going to sink it. It never appeared in any newspaper in this country. No. Oh. Hmm. And interestingly enough, too, uh, Wilson had declared no way was he going to commit America to fighting in World War One. And who was it? The uh, big billionaire from England. I can't remember his name, Lloyd, or whatever it was. He had private meetings with Wilson, and after it finished, well, lo and behold, we're into World War One. So, oh. that's my bit uh, for today. <laughs> thank you very much. I always like to hear from you. Thank you. Okay, bye now. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. You're talking to me? Yes, sir, I'm talking to you. Go right ahead. Most robins don't go anywhere but in the woods. They don't fly south. Oh, they don't go south, like the other south, birds. You get a nice sunny day, they come out and sit in the sun. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, they and just... the daffodils on my side garden are up about eight inches. I've got stuff throw, uh, growing in our garden, and uh, it never grows at this time of year, so everything's confused. Yep. All right. Thank you. Bye. We're confused. We're going to go to like 10 degrees, and then we're going to the next day it's going to go up to 40. But um, hey, that's New England weather. Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Anik Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. 
Save 30 to 80% off retail every day. Box Drop Mattress and Furniture Outlet. Get it now because it may be gone tomorrow. Our winter clearance event is going on now. Save on brand new sectionals, sofas, love seats, and more. The best mattresses at the lowest prices. Why pay retail, guys? We've got the lowest prices in the state. Come see us now. Come in now. Get it now. Save now. Box Drop Mattress and Furniture Outlet in the Montville Common Shopping Center on Route 32 in Uncasville and at BoxDropShorelineCT.com. I think it's so incredible that somebody can has the patience to write a book. You've got to have a lot of uh, control. You've got to keep at it. Mark Perlman uh, worked on this particular book. He said, I think she said 12 years. You can get it at Barnes & Noble and get it online. It's uh, Mark Perlman. The book is called The Reluctant Soldier. So it's been an interesting day. I appreciate all the... The calls, and um, let's get a smile on this one, see what happens. What made America great was we thought we were. We didn't apologize. We didn't get nervous that thinking Europe was going to not like it. You know? We left Europe. On purpose. We create a democracy. You want to know if your country's great or not? Do people want in or do they want out? Not, not complicated. And I don't hear all them stories about people thinking, jamming themselves into boxcars and freight trains trying to sneak into North Korea. You hear anything about that? I'm not either. Don't hear nothing about it. I mean, for crying out loud, they want in this country, and they should. It's the greatest country there ever was. We ain't perfect. We're not perfect. But the thing is, we believed in the principles that made this country great. We try to change when we make mistakes. But everything we used to come up with, everything that used to come out of America was the best, and we believed that way. I mean, even our sports, that's what I'm proud of. We just exported everything, and they people just ate it up because it was American. We invented baseball. The whole world plays baseball now. We invented football. The world plays football now. We invented basketball. The world plays basketball now. They invented soccer, and we're like... No. It's a guy named Brad Shine, and thought I'd just kind of throw that in. And uh, we have time. You know, I think I'll leave you with a really nice song. But we don't play enough Johnny Mathis. Something soothing about Johnny Mathis. Let me play a little bit of this to take you out here. Ah, were these simpler times when Johnny was popular? I don't know, but everybody felt good when we heard him sing. It's not for me to say You love me It's not for me to say You'll always care As far as I can see 
to say this everybody please be kind to each other goes a long way kindness and speaking just for me it's ours to share perhaps the glory for him to sing because that voice is just a billion dollar voice it used to be a million dollar now it's a billion dollar voice all right my friend the kids are here got their little muffins ear muffins on and that's the end of our show ladies and gentlemen hope you'll be with us again tomorrow goodbye thanks for making us your number one local connection personality radio wicha am 13